0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: There's, there's some things like with the the chili. It's there were there were always these rumors that he was a cannibal.
2: Yeah, and
1: yes. and that he made his own chili. Now this is a true story, though. Okay, so which I read numerous times. He, oh, they asked him. When they had gotten gotten into his house, and they were they were saying, "Well, he's he's actually you know making chili, and it's venison and chili, and he was giving it away." But then one of the the deputies asked him. They said, "Well, wait a second. Did you get your license this year?" He's like, "I've never shot a deer in my life."
2: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh.
1: And hence for people that don't live in the in Wisconsin or in the Midwest, true venison is deer meat. You need yeah. to kill a deer in order to and have, a license to shoot it. Yeah, a license to shoot it. And that was the disturbing point that and a tipping point for a lot of these guys because they thought, oh dear lord. I, I actually had How some many of, of them? And the chili, in chili.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, and I was wondering about that myself with the, the chili part. Yeah. That if he actually did that. Yeah, that's, you know, you just make the inference yeah, yeah. that he
1: you might have made yeah. human chili, yeah. you know. Welcome fellow
2: Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails
0: with dimples and the beard. Thank you, everybody. Hello full of Luscious. Thanks for joining us tonight. We have an in-house guest super special. super excited to introduce you, Dan Davies. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. You guys are
1: amazing. I love you guys. Oh, and it's not the alcohol. It's not the beer, but I'm just it but it is. yeah, it is but I do. there's a there's a, a lot of love in this room, and uh,
0: oh, awesome. and I feel it Good. Well, hope you feel welcome and uh, no, real, I do. I really do real quick. i um I saw I just saw an ad. For in Ed Gein the musical, and I said, "What the fuck? I I gotta see this." Um, they had a premiere, a re premiere. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 10 10 year anniversary, right? Thirteenth 13th 13th anniversary anniversary yeah. of a showing in Menasha. Yep. Yeah. And I said I had to go, and my daughter's as deranged as I am, so I said, <laughs> "Hey, you want to go?" And uh, she said, "Absolutely." So then we brought her boyfriend, um, and we went and got to see on the big screen uh, Ed Gein the musical. And as we were there, I got to meet Dan. And as a whore I am, I said, come on over. <laughs> Will you be <can't> on <laughs> my podcast? Because I would love to talk to you and hear some stories about what possessed you to write. He's a he's a writer, writer actor, producer, producer, and actor of Ed Gein Musical, <laughs> which was done 13 years ago. And I'm glad you said possessed, because I think that's <laughs> the apropos <laughs> term to use. Um, so I want to shut up, and I just want to hear... The start of what possessed you sure. to say, I'm going to write Ed Gein the musical? Uh, and it's, it's a great question.
1: So many, many moons ago in the mid to late 90s, I was drinking beer with a buddy, as we do, drinking copious amounts of beer with a buddy in Wapaka, Wisconsin. And his name is Ian Teal. And Ian is a real cool, cool filmmaker. Cool cat has his own uh, film festival in Waiwiga, uh called the Waiwiga International Film Festival, along with his partner, Kathy fail. But but Ian and I were drinking and he was talking about Errol Morris, who is a documentarian from New okay. York, who did a documentary on Ed Gein. So Ian said, well, I'd like to do a documentary on Ed Gein, too. And I was like you know drunk and maybe high I don't really know but I probably was both (laughs) and so I was like you know what would be really cool you know if I did a comedy a comedic musical I'd call it Ed Gein the musical and he looked at me like I had two heads and I knew I was onto something and then it just kind of ruminated and kind of laid there in my brain for years. And then in 2007, I started a a video film company in the Fox cities, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, we had the wherewithal to make it. And I wrote the script and wanted it to be a a psychological treatise on Ed Gein Mm -hmm. of why he became the monster he became because his dad physically horribly abused him and his mom they think uh, sexually abused him, yeah. so it was a combination, a, a recipe for a, a a monster, basically. So, but I also wanted to have some dark gallows humor. I didn't want it to, you know, make light of the victims or make light of the the murders or anything like that. But I also just wanted to shine a real harsh light on that type of psychoses and and disassociated behaviors that he had. And he was crazy. it was absolutely nuts. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And so, and, and, but also I wanted it to be, you know, musically sound and fun and where people could come in and really enjoy themselves with it, but also get a glimpse into his mind and mindset. Okay, okay. And then... What's, how did you, where did you begin to write? Ooh. I mean, what, like, what was the first page you wrote? Or I knew I wanted to start with one set point in his life. So I started with the arrest mm. almost mm. and the, the last murder that he did. Now I have family connections to Ed Gein. Oh, wow. So explains my, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. That explains quite a bit. So my grandfather's best friend, um, was the uh, arresting sheriff for Washera County. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um he, my grandfather worked for the Wild Rose fish hatchery and worked for the DNR. So they were best of friends. And then my grandma was a teacher in that same area, mm. Wild Rose and in, in you know, Washera County, and she would get her teaching supplies, she was a teacher from the hardware store that Bernice Warden, who was the last person he murdered. So I started from that. Uh, timeline from that point of the murder of bernice warden and then mm-hmm. i wanted it to be not so much of him he's just kind of recollecting why in in the things that he did he would dance with the you know dig up corpses and make them into you know lampshades and all kinds right. of this, and nipple belts and all kinds all of crazy stuff. stuff and he would dance you know and i, I kept thinking too if you're gonna dance with a corpse and the, the light of the moon, you're going to need some music, you know? Yeah. you know. And it, so all the songs are in his head. Every single song is a sure. construct. And there's one part of the movie where he starts singing out loud and the sheriff <laughs> smacks him in the back of the head. It's, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> great part. <laughs> yeah. great, great part. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm singing. It is a musical. <laughs> he looks right in the camera. So I, I wanted it to be fun and funny, but I, I just, I wanted it where people could get an understanding of who he mm-hmm. was and not to be sympathetic or, or empathetic towards him. Right. Cause he was crazy and he was evil. Yeah. And, but I just, I, I, and, and it's, we, we premiered it at UW Oshkosh Fox cities, uh, 2010. Um, oh, okay, and, yeah. And then, uh, we were the first movie that they had there. <laughs> and then it, uh, it, it kind of got a life of its own. It, we had 500 theatrical screenings in 11 States. And then it was on, uh, uh national TV twice. It was on Retro TV Network and PBS oh, wow. as well. So wow. it kind of took on this cult classic status. And then about a year ago, my music director, Will Kaiser, came up to me and he said... He burped, you know, not because a, you know, because he was coming out of a bar. He was all drinking again. Not, not a big, no, he's not a drinker <laughs> at all. Um, I mean, he'll have occasionally, he'll have a cider actually. Oh, okay, which uh, the Stone Arch cider he really likes.
0: Um, we can give a shout out to Stone Arch. Yeah, that's what we're, we're drinking having. tonight. Thank you, Stone um, Arch.
1: Yeah, and so he uh, came up to me and he said, "Let's resurrect Ed Gein the musical." And, I thought, and what was your reaction? I, like, I was like, that's that's stupid. Without <laughs> hell, what distribution company would want a 10, 12-year-old film shot in 720? You know, now everything is 4K, 6K, or 8K. This right. was 720, you know, which is just minuscule as compared to the, you know, the the definition that they have now. But, but I said, well, I said, I'll write up a little something. I'll, I'll give you the press kit and find out if – distributors would want it we had five distributors that wanted it oh wow. right
0: from the get-go right from the get-go i believe and
1: it. yeah and srs cinema on the west coast they've been around for 30 years and they do a lot of cult classics and indie horror and, and sure. that type of stuff and he absolutely loved it and cre- crafted the uh the poster for it uh, a gentleman from um milan italy his name is Max Cave and he's a professional artist that crafted a really cool poster, which was based on Will Kaiser's idea of gone with the wind. Yeah. We'll it Gene it's very classic. Yeah. Oh,
0: Gene. <laughs>
1: and I'm going to get Clever. you guys a copy of that, uh, you know, for your, your wall. Well, but um, I, absolutely. That's um, hilarious. But yeah. And so he, he and he's been, very
0: recognizable. You could tell gone with yeah, the wind's in there. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. all it was really well done.
1: scheme and the whole, uh, the whole shoot match, but it was, you know, and and I was a little bit hesitant and I'm thinking because I like to just, you know, go on to my next project sure, and, in, 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 you know, other worlds to conquer, so to speak. Sure. But uh, I was I was excited once SRS said, this is how we're going to roll it out. We're going to do a Blu-ray. We're going to do a DVD sure. um, and then streaming and then look at like you know, hopefully Hulu or Netflix or whatever and uh i was impressed with them so it's available through srs cinema okay uh the dvd and the blu-ray the dvd is coming up march 14 um blu rays out now but again yeah, blu-ray is out. Uh, and yeah. you can
0: get it on the website yeah GainTheMusical yep. Yep. yep yep so make yeah, sure we, we go go you'll be impressed go get it
2: and I, I don't know if you want this but you can also rent it on vimeo because i did that yesterday
0: yeah oh cool <laughs> yeah cool
2: so i yeah that's how i checked it out yesterday I actually watched it at work on my second monitor.
1: Work, your boss didn't give you.
2: There's nobody to work this week. <laughs> I mean, I'm all, the thing. Of it is I'm always watching podcasts or something on the yeah. second screen anyway. So it's like it still is a bit. Anyway, but. Yeah, I absolutely it was my first time seeing it. Absolutely Good. loved it. Absolutely. Oh, I loved the way it was you. constructed and and how you like you said, you, you started at that certain time and then sure. and then brought it back and, and did it through like the the, the uh recollection.
0: Yeah, kind of, kind of, of through his and lot, lot of, of you know, a lot of turns that you I wasn't expecting. So I yeah. love that you just had no boundaries. I, I, I really but didn't, never never got too crazy. Yeah, yeah or out it, of control, I guess. Yeah, I it, say. it
1: always had to have a thematic purpose in a thematic thread throughout so no matter how crazy some of the songs were or some of the comedy was yes. there's always a grounding point you that's know true. and that's, that's, true. that's kind of Ed's psychosis is the the jumping off point for the film and i really wanted to keep that in play at all times um yeah so well thank you I'm glad you liked it that's thank awesome you. I did thank you
2: and uh you know I'm not gonna lie like going in I was like this is a really weird like for, <laughs> I, for a movie am I you know am I gonna I hope I like this because you know and I did it was great I I, I mean I think it was when so I brought it,
0: to, brought it to him uh you know I'm like and he's and it's kind of like well if you want to we'll have it. I'm like no you gotta watch it. You, yeah, I, yeah. I think I enjoyed it. That, yeah. I would have asked you to come on if I didn't enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, so thank that's one hundred percent. Well, but, I appreciate know. that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so, so we really did it. it, and my daughter loved it as well.
1: Good, good, good. That's awesome. So oh. about her boyfriend, and he loved it too. Oh. Good. <laughs> and
2: some of the cinematography, I think you would call it like the scene where you do the comic book. Yeah, it yeah. Them. It's yeah.
0: Just, yeah.
2: There's just so much of that fun stuff. That's yeah. In there to. Yeah. It was. I mean, just a really cool little movie, and, and the fact that you did it for. What'd yeah, nine thousand dollars. Thousand dollars.
1: in Wisconsin, which was great. Yeah, all in Wisconsin, pretty much. You know, Fox Cities, Amro. Um, we shot at a couple of different places there. We, you know, we couldn't shoot it in Plainfield,
0: sure. You know, because mm-hmm. there's
1: still people there that shocked. remember him and yeah. are, you know, uh, still probably sh- still shocked to this day. Yeah. You know that that somebody from their small town could sure. be that depraved and that you know evil so much, uh, go ahead
2: how much of about how, how much of it about him was true i'm curious did he, have, did he ever really call square dances
1: uh, he did okay so um <laughs> shy guy but he did that. yeah he did he learned he he and, and i was just getting, to try
2: and get in with the ladies i'm sure
1: well <laughs> yeah but it wasn't unheard of back at that that time where i, I even in the the 70s and 80s when i was going up uh, through elementary and and junior high and everything, we actually had a square dance class. Oh yeah, yes, where sure. they would teach you. But then in they would also teach you how to do the barking, the calling out okay. stuff, okay. which was cool. So it wasn't unheard of. That's a Wisconsin thing, I think. It is, yeah, um, you know where he would have learned it probably in high school or junior high. So he did that. Yeah, he actually did that. There's there's some things like with the the chili, it's there were there were always these rumors. That he was a cannibal, yeah, and yes. and that he made his own chili. Now this is a true story, though. Okay, so which I read numerous times. He, oh, they asked him when they had gotten gotten into his house, and they were they were saying, well, he's he's actually you know making chili, and it's venison and chili, and he was giving it away. But then one of the the deputies asked him. They said, well wait a second, did you get your license this year? He's like, I've never shot a deer in my life.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: geez.
1: <laughs> oh. And hence, for people that don't live in the in Wisconsin or in the Midwest, venison is deer meat. It, you need yeah. to kill a deer in order to... And, have. and a
0: license to shoot it. Yeah,
1: a license to shoot it. And that was the disturbing point that... And a tipping point for a lot of these guys because they thought,
0: oh, dear Lord... I I actually had How some many of them Venice in the chili. chili, yeah. Oh, well and I was wondering about that myself with the the chili part. Yeah. That if he actually did that. Yeah, that's you know you just make the inference. Yeah, yeah. that he you might have
1: made yeah. human chili, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah, cuz I mean in, the, so film, film in the film you never say it 100% right. I mean, no, it, no. You just,
1: no. Yeah. But I did all the research. I
0: really I you know read all the books, did um voluminous research. Did did were you able to get some of your uh? You said your connections that were in the area talk to your. Um... So I just because by that time both my grandma and grandpa,
1: um, were gone. Oh, okay. so but I remember their stories, but I remember my dad's stories. Mm-hmm. My dad also was there, the day he was arrested, and his best friend, um, said. Holy smokes, there's a bunch of cops. There's all kinds of state troopers, county guys, city guys, he said, from all over, from New London, Wapaka, Stevens Point, Appleton, and and something happened. So my dad's best friend, they get in the car, Wapaka is only 15 minutes away, they get there and my dad said the biggest guy he's ever seen in his life put his hands up, says, what the hell are you two young guys doing? Get the hell around, you know, turn the car around and just get the, the hell out of here. I, I think they swore. Sure, they sure. They could probably call them, you know, F-heads or whatever. <laughs> we could swear. Oh, okay, fuckheads. Right? You know, you two <laughs> fuckheads, you know, get the hell out of here. So um, so they did. But my dad, as they were driving up there, he had never seen so many police officers. And what they were doing was digging every couple of feet. They had like a hundred of these guys with shovels digging because they were looking for more bodies yeah because yeah. They, all over his yard yeah all over his yard and my dad said that really struck him as like what the hell then the as the days kind of progressed that you found
0: out just how horrible and depraved and and just that house, a, must house have of been, horrors yeah. yeah i would imagine that, that that small town just was like calling everybody because we don't know what to do yeah we don't know how to handle this yep yeah. yep yeah. N- as any of the towns they called oh, yeah. wouldn't have known how yeah. to do
1: my grandpa said that his best friend the uh the sheriff his name is Spex murdoch or murdy murdoch or murdy and he said he was never the same oh i would imagine uh, he was never the same after walking to that into that house of horrors you on know on
0: that in a minute but i'm more curious more beer more beer <laughs> got i'm
2: curious a how, how hard to arrange when you do a, a period piece like that,
1: how hard is it to arrange
2: and get all those vehicles and stuff? Because you had all those authentic no, cool cars.
0: You had some cool cars. Oh,
1: yeah. So there's a, a, a group of guys called, uh, thank you, Kevin, a group of guys called the Rat Bastards. Oh. And they're from the Fox Cities and they're uh, 1950s. Forties and fifties car enthusiasts, and they're all kind of, and they live that lifestyle. Oh, they kind of have, you know, they wear the jeans that are from that yeah, era, and sure. their clothes are kind of from that era. the hairstyles are from that era, sure. and their wives kind of look. It's really cool, and they listen to that type yeah. of music. Yeah. They get into like rockabilly because now there's like so cool. uh, new bands that do modern day rockabilly that are kind of like an homage to the 40s, 50s and 60s guys but so they all have these cool cars and i just asked them i said can we use these i are oh, like nice. hell yeah we you don't we won't even we'll do it for free yeah. and, and you're I was like, like wow <laughs> yeah so i want to give a shout out to all those guys and they were really amazing to to be there like always come even driving from appleton to to amro which is about 35 sure, sure. you know miles or so or 40 miles maybe
0: and uh yeah it was just it was everybody just came to the fore and they believed in it that's cool. well and at the the show that i was at there were a lot of people that were in the movie that were in the yeah. audience yeah. which was really cool i'm looking around I'm like they're all popping up like they were yeah. in it they were in it yeah. that's yeah. cool that i mean yeah. i mean it, it I'm is proud of it too yeah it, uh, there were
1: i think we had three or four of the original car owners that showed okay. up in one of the three screenings and uh but you could kind of tell too just how they were dressed Yeah, you could you know from a mile away that they're kind of do this uh, homage to the the 50s and 60s but okay. yeah it's it was really cool we came together as a team and
0: got it done you um yeah you for the budget you had and the time frame you had to go back to was, is amazing yeah yeah it really was so mm. at the time and i think you touched on it when we because you did you were talking before and after the movie which was really fun as well oh during the screening. you that yeah that was a nice touch you know and then you and your music director sang a few songs yeah. which was really from neat. the movie from yeah. the movie yeah. yeah so it was a
2: neat experience the whole my, thing
0: was experience
2: favorite though the end credit movie <laughs> end credit song.
0: <laughs> my yes that was awesome I didn't
2: realize going in that they were parody songs. Like he told me it was a site.
1: S- S- some of them are parodies yeah. about five or six are parodies. Yeah. And which is weird because I had to do all the research cuz I didn't want to get sued, <laughs> you know, for doing, you know, parodies, you know, um but but parody is its own uh entity. It's its own construct. So it, it's legally protected. Mm. Like weird out, but it right. actually goes back to um cuff versus Ro- uh, Rose. Uh, Roy Acuff, the old uh, Southern, you know, owns all this, this old school Nashville music, any rapper, um, what were they? Oh my God. That one song. Yeah, yeah. Um, Two Live Crew. uh, Two Live Crew. So Two Live Crew and some of their, um, (laughs) and some of their uh, songs were sampling all kinds of of, uh, Roy Acuff. So they won in court just by saying, no, you, you can own it. But if we create it, and, and make it ourselves you don't own you know really yeah so it's crazy it's called acoff versus rose wow. so there's protections and weird al too yeah yeah there's there's legally protected i was on a um nationally syndicated um uh called haney on the law and it's out of los angeles and he's a lawyer and he he was talking about edgy the musical and he was nice. like dead people have no rights <laughs> you know especially <Such laughs> crazy ones yeah especially the crazy ones. So, yeah, so it's it was really cool but it, you know, and it, yeah, there are about four or five of the songs yeah. are uh parodies and the rest of them are
0: you know, crafted from the ground up. So, let's okay, let's touch on that and I'll go back to the other. Um and were, were you into when in high school were you in musicals and yeah. plays, were you in acting yeah. and what how did you write the songs? Did you so, get help? I I'm not classically
1: trained as, you know, as a songwriter. Because, I mean, you take um, on writing a movie. It was one yeah, thing.
0: Yeah. Well, now I'm going to freaking yeah, write right. songs, too. That's yeah. double whammy, I think.
1: Yeah. And it was it was funny, too, because, it, well, my background was singing, but I'd never played an instrument. I didn't have any kind okay. of music theory or, an, or how to write a song. I wouldn't know... I don't even know how to read music but so i wrote the lyrics as basically like poetry and then with our my uh our musical director will kaiser i i write this is a great
0: story how you met him too
1: yeah yeah he was um he was kind of like you know meandering around and he's got this long hair and i'm thinking oh there's a homeless dude outside of my office and i I, you know i wanted to invite him in for a coffee and a sandwich (laughs) or something (laughs) And he was just kind of lost. And then um, he comes right up to the door. I'm like, well, how can I help you? And he's like, oh, I'm, my name is Will Kaiser. I've just moved up here from Nashville. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I'm just looking for, for work. What do you guys do? <laughs> yeah, and he said, I'm a video TV film guy. And, um, and that's so weird because I'm doing this musical. He's like, what? Yeah. And, and it's about, at King, the musical, and he starts laughing. He goes, let me look at the script. And I said, well, oh would you be able to help me? Cause I don't know what the, the hell I'm doing. <laughs> he was like, well, let me read the script first. He read the script. He really liked it. And then he, he got back to me like two days later, it said, it'd be an honor. And wow. I, and so what I would do I'd write it out like poetry or whatever. Yeah. And then I'd have the music in my head. So I'd go. Uh, for it's such a lo- lovely feeling, such a, a lonely reeling. I wanted it to be a motif of uh, him fishing for women. So mm. <laughs> it's such a lovely feeling. It's such a lovely reeling. And and so I would start singing it and he'd go, I got it. And I'm like, what? And then he was crafting it just for me, you know, humming a few bars. Yeah. And, and then he, he looked at my lyrics too. So he goes, you've never written a song before. have you?" <laughs> I said, no, hell no.
2: No, I've written a movie though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but he, yeah, I've, I've done done. written a movie. But that, <laughs> but he was able, and and we had some great people from Green Bay too. Mm. The the Crazy House chorus, uh, they were all people from the Green Bay area that were uh, a theater group. They were a dance and theater group. Really talented people. Yeah. Came in. They recorded their songs and then did the choreography for the the last, where at he's the in the, the crazy house sorry, okay. at okay. Mendota. Yeah. I shouldn't call it crazy house. <laughs> <laughs> That's not politically correct. Last time, right, Jack? Yeah, yet? not anymore. It was the movie, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were. Yeah, it was called the, the the. They called it at one time. It was the um, Mendota Mental Health Institute for the criminally insane. Yeah. Which reminds like a a super villain from Batman, right? the Doctor Evil, you know, you know something, boys. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm enjoying Mendota Mental <laughs> Hospital of the criminally insane. You know, like and then hatching these you know, yes, absolutely for right? world domination. You know?
0: Perfect.
1: I, I'm getting drunk. Yeah.
0: <laughs> these are so good Solid. i oh. love scottish ale Th- that was my favorite mm. when i could mm. drink beer that was my favorite when we would go there yeah
2: it is a damn it's, good beer it yeah.
0: is and you know what what's so great about it is it's
1: because a lot of ambers are they're like a forceful uh complex yeah almost too big of a taste this is refreshing mm-hmm. as well as tasty it's the best of both That's worlds really yeah it's yeah, almost like
0: it was like my favorite. It's almost
2: like a light beer but it's a yeah. amber, you know. It's yeah, it's too- crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's really weird because there's some ambers I absolutely hate sure and and I won't mention who they know because they <laughs> potentially could be sponsors for you guys. We don't upset anybody uh, We yeah. love you all. <laughs> but this at Stone know. Arch. <laughs> in Appleton, it's it, and they're such good people too. Yeah. Just the owners and the the management, it just they're wonderful people and and
0: amazing beer. So this is awesome. Thank you. And uh and uh, yeah, as I told them when I was there picking this up, we had gone the Friday before. And I went down for a few drinks because me and uh, some friends and my daughter, both my daughters and um, my nephews, we all went and saw Mike Merrifield up at the comedy club. Oh, cool. So we went to Stone Arch uh, ahead of time to have a few drinks before we went up. How was Mike? Hilarious. Yeah, he really was funny. really, really hilarious. Yes. He's he's probably... And then we went out and got drunk after. <laughs> Rob
1: Rob Breckenridge and Mike Merrifield Rob was Curry. probably good. Did Rob open
0: for Mike? Yeah. And then yeah. Rob... Uh, not Rob Little... Um, I'm sorry. There was another one. I okay. forgot. But kind of the local kind of guys. He, he, yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it was a good?
2: Mike was recording a special there. That's what he was there. So oh, he, killer. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. awesome. Mike's
0: such a good Did, guy.
2: Is it not happening now? Because he, he kept saying, I don't
0: know about it. And, um, he, was, he was talking. I know
2: he was upset about the, the weather. and how Yeah. And it was,
0: was like, going to go out. and yeah. what, whatever. Really so yeah. So we, I love going there for, for yeah. the for the dual thing. You can't, oh, beat, you it can't beat it for eating. No, yeah. it's a
1: great night of entertainment, yeah. and it's great food and great beer. Yeah. It's just all in the same building. It you is. know,
0: Yeah, you don't have to wait for a comedy club to go, but yeah.
1: Well, that's – and there Stone aren't Irish. many
0: of the com- – My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't many comedy clubs left. Right. No. I know. We you know? have a good
2: one. Yeah. We have a good one here. So. We actually do yeah. have a
0: good one. Um, so it, it, we got into the musical part, which is hilarious, Duh, that I love that story about – that he just is walking by yeah, you're just, basically you know, like what, how, yeah. it, you know, how, how are the odds?
1: Yeah. And I, I kept thinking too, as he was wandering around, I'm, he needs coffee and a sandwich and maybe a shower or something. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I mean, literally like if, if I had a frying, there was more grease in his hair than I've ever seen <laughs> in a bacon <laughs> frying pan. And uh, but then when he told me, and then I heard some of the stuff that he had created, I'm like, holy shit, dude! Right you're really good. Yeah, right. Well, and you know, and it's just, and I told him, I said, you get as creative as you want. I love working with people that are like minded and that are hard work working and that are talented and that have those goals where they say, this is what I want to accomplish. But um, you know, a very quick an aside story i guess when i was in los angeles for a couple of films there's a uh, acting coach his name is choice skinner uh super great guy he's probably the number one acting coach in los angeles okay. and it's really cool too he's excuse me he's african-american guy not that it matters but there aren't you know many uh, coaches that are and um and he's balls, and but he told me one, one time when we were on set he said, well, Danny, do your, your lines, do, you know, show me what you have, blah, blah, blah. And I did. And he's like, okay, I'm done with you. You're good. And he says, and then he walks away. and He goes, I got to tell you one thing. Genius recognizes genius. And I took that as the oh, best. Wow. In the world. I was like, wow, <laughs> dude. Cause I had heard of him. Yeah. You know, that he's is, that, that is. famous, you know, as a, as an acting coach. So when I, with, with Will,
0: he has those streaks of genius, yeah. you know, he's that good. Yeah, I can see that. Have you guys uh, worked on anything other projects together?
1: Um, no, we're, we're gonna do.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I saying? Yeah, West okay. of Thunder.
1: Um, Perfect. Yeah, which is a western we shot.
0: I'm not. I'm not leaving. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm <laughs> listening.
1: The yeah, so it's a, it was a western we shot in, um, outside yep. of Platteville and then the uh, Lakota uh, uh, Pine Ridge Reservation. In South Dakota and in um, Agua dolce in California, we you, shot. Yeah, I had, wrote that. Wrote as, that. Yeah, God, I want yeah.
0: to touch on that too. Your, okay, your writing cool. process. But go ahead, talk about. Yeah, and, and and so how did he, he, how did he help you on that film?
1: So he he Will's a really good actor, and Was he in it? yeah, he plays a uh a Civil War veteran who is just kind of a jerk to the Indians. And I, my character, I'm kind of giving away a little bit of a what do they call it? Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert yeah. <laughs> um, I make because my my character is called a Joaquina. he's a like a mixed breed, uh, spirit being. So sure. my grandfather was half Seneca of the Iroquois, they're from. Upstate New York and Canada, the Oneidas are the br- brother tribe of the five six nations of the Iroquois. But mm-hmm. so I play this kind of mixed person who is a spirit being, and I make these people kill themselves. I did watch for a their, Yeah, for their sins uh, of how they treated mm-hmm. horribly mistreated the American Indians and the okay. Lakota people, uh, in from about eighteen, you know, sixty to about nineteen hundred, and but he he he's he an actor in it. Okay. Oh, wow. So yeah, did a great job and did some of the soundtrack as well. um I think I'm trying to remember. It's been like ten years, but but specifically more so his acting talent.
2: Wait, is she, he is he in Ed Gein as well? Yeah, is he the guy who plays the guitar? Yeah. Okay. That's it,
1: what, yeah. In the police station. Yeah. Yeah. so that's, yeah. That's, that's Will. Kind of. <laughs> you can tell how greasy. Yeah. Well, is. when you
2: said greasy, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> He didn't, have, out, he, didn't to, he didn't have to sit in the makeup chair that day <laughs> oh,
1: he's naturally greasy um but it's it's weird like he's a he's like a grown adult slip and slide he's like greasy <laughs> you know i remember one time he's got he's got a whole parcel full of kids his kids were all it was like in the summertime you know he's he was he was so greasy one of the kids uh jumped on his lap and he slipped right off he was like like a, a five foot nine slip inside, uh, <laughs> just because of that grease. It was like, it's like, dude, what the fuck is this? This grease, problem? why are you so slippery? Yeah, <laughs> why are you like, yeah, one of these kids literally boom hit the
0: ground, and I'm like,
1: dude, that should be a sign that you're too tight.
0: Uh, Your kids are slipping well, off you. His. His claim to fame, I guess. Yeah, uh,
1: no. And he's uh, all kidding aside, he's really a good guy, and he's very, very talented. He's the reason why Ed Gein got resurrected. Yeah, that's I would true. not have done it if yeah. it wasn't for his, you know, uh, cajoling and 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 you know mentioning it every couple of weeks. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And he just wore me down. Sure, my,
0: but well, my, I mean, big,
2: my it, big thanks to Will then because I wouldn't have seen it had they'
0: not been a re-release. Yeah, it. I mean, you know, either. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and and uh like I said, you he, he performed that night that way He, yeah. he went and song. Yeah, he did, he, four, he was, songs he did and, four songs four songs yeah. and they were fun. Yeah, live, which were yep. really neat and uh very entertaining. It was, it was just yeah. fun, it was a fun it, the whole premise. You guys put together a great premise. That, oh, thank you. Uh, you know, just it, it wasn't you. just here's a movie, sit down, sit yeah. and watch it. It was yeah, we talked, sang, and then yep. entertained us, and then afterward took questions. It was a great night. Oh, it was good, just a great night. I am
1: so glad we're gonna be doing uh, April One at time cinema in oshkosh So we're going to do the oh. wisconsin world tour nice. of edgy the musical so we start in oshkosh we're going to probably go green bay yeah um uh, milwaukee Love madison oh yeah milwaukee, yeah okay uh madison and then maybe wapaka stevens point wasaw mm. you know the central part of the state um, in 2023, okay, but we're
0: kicking it off with the Time Cinema one, uh, April 1. Nice, oh, perfect. So, seriously, when you go to Ed Gein, the musical website, you'll have yep. all the dates on oh. there to get tickets. That's where I got my tickets, and I got a funny story about our tickets. But, um, that's awesome that you're gonna go around because I will, I yeah, w- I would definitely. We're gonna, I would go see it again.
2: Yeah, I, I want to see it in the because I wasn't able to attend that one, so I want to yeah, see it in the on the big screen. Yes,
0: yeah, sure. and and what we
1: really like to do is I was telling this to Will too. I said, wouldn't it be cool if, um, remember in the old school movies, they would have the sing alongs and that the words would come up in that little yes. bouncing ball? That's- so if people could start singing yep. with some of the songs with, and make it really interactive. With the audience, and and you'll be able to meet the creators, and 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 the people behind it, and really make it so that it's an engaging, full two so three like hours. The old
0: school road show, yeah, with like movie theaters school, that yeah. they would do special movies yeah, that bet. they would do road show. And yep. Tarantino is the only one that I've I've been to one of those. Oh wow, that he, he did with uh, uh, Hateful Eight mm-hmm. back in the day, but did not oh, many do that road no. show where you have. Something before or after, you know, orchestra before an intermission. Yeah. They give you, they give you something to take. And yeah. So I, you know, that was cool. So it's, it's yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, the old, I, old show. I went
1: to one. Um, Edgy the musical was at the Music Box Theater in Chicago, oh, and but the place. but the guy from, uh, what is it, uh, Back to the Future. Um the Christopher Lloyd? No, no, no. Um Marty. Ten million gigawatts. No, uh, that's my Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. But Doc. And that's my Michael J. Fox. That's about the extent of that. Marty. Um, but he's the guy that's uh his dad. In, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, what what's that dude's name? Um Oh not Chris and Glover. Crispin, Crispin. Crispin, Crispin, Crispin Glover Glover. Um it, he's, so, wacko. he's nuts. So he, his his movie was before uh, ours, oh, and wow. so he showed up. It was either at Music Box Theater or the Oriental in Milwaukee. I can't remember. Love Oriental, yeah, awesome Oriental. Oh, I love that place. And he was like, just kind of like this really odd kind of like, yeah. Oh, Dan, okay. <laughs> um, so your your film is Ed Gyne, <laughs> the musical. And uh, my film is before yours. God damn it, dude! Wouldn't you get hit in the head? <laughs> he, he is out there, crazy, and he's just I'm like, "I'm." What is your point? I, I like listened to yeah. him for like twenty minutes, and I'm like, I, "What the fuck is your point?" <laughs> like, I'm, and it, it was funny too because. When we traveled with the film, we had a 96 minute version. This is an 89 minute ver- or 90 minute version. So we'd set our uh, stopwatches, and then we'd run. Out, we'd pretend like we were going to the back to watch it, but I hate watching myself. So then I'd, I'd get on Google Maps and find the closest bar. <laughs> and so we had 90 minutes, Perfect. you know, to drink a whole shit ton of beer and then haul ass back for the last few minutes like we were there all the time did you do that in the menasha one I, I, the only one that i came in just to watch bits and pieces of will would come out to the <laughs> i was at the lobby but i wasn't drinking yeah wink wink nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, <laughs> Punch wasn't yeah much. yeah and so will comes out and he's like oh, man, this crowd is really, really enjoying the comedy. They're laughing all the time. I'm like, what? And so I went in, and they were, like, enjoying a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there were some things that they were laughing at that they might not have, should have laughed at. When Ed's mom starts to hit on her son in a sexual manner, (laughs) that's never funny. Like what the hell? So we're demented. Baby, yeah. So that, baby that baby crowd baby. demented. It was a demented. That was,
0: that was definitely your crowd. That's probably yeah. it was. Uh, it was a demented crowd. It I was
2: like, laughed out loud at the, the chorus of women on the hooks. So yeah, was
0: like, yeah that, was that was phenomenal. <laughs> that was phenomenal. And that's what I mean by when you're, and I think you did too when we were watching it. It's just like, where did you think of that? Yes. I mean, it's uh, one thing to write the movie, right. um, but then and then that's great. I'm gonna ask you this. So you wrote the movie, but at the time, did you write? The hook thing, or as you were filming, said this would be a great addition to what I I, improvise as you go. I'm
1: really uh, fortunate and really blessed to be able to visualize before I put pen to paper, either my books or screenplays, it's fully actualized in my brain. Okay. It's complete. So when I'm able to jump on it, I can get it done in you know, a full 90-page screenplay in two or three weeks and just crank it right out because it's already been already fully it. fleshed out in my brain. Now, you sound like and, a director. You know, I, I wouldn't mind getting into directing, but I, I, I'm more of a, a, a an actress coach director. Okay. I would really need um, an amazing cinematographer, a, a director of photography who is... Just a maze balls. Who has got it? And there, there's so many good ones out there sure. that can deconstruct. They can take a look at the um, screenplay. They've already visualized everything, mm-hmm. and then they explain it in great detail. Every one of the scenes. I would have to have somebody like that because I'm. I wouldn't be good at any of those things. I'd be good at maybe uh, extruding a good uh, performance. Yep. On an actor. Yep. I'm. I'm. I'm really fortunate and and very blessed to be able to do that so if i did direct it it would be just from like an acting perspective
0: okay but i might eventually yeah. get That's into something. that and uh, i got one more question on Edge, and then i'd like to move on to your other things because you've done so much and not that we want to stop i could talk about edgy all night but uh i know at one point i think if you if i remember correctly you had actual photos of the house yeah and they were in the movie and you you decided to take it out and you, what the what Do those look like? So, um, actually, that was Will's uh, decision.
1: Okay, yeah. Because he, when when SRS Cinema came in, Will had to kind of do a uh, a tightening edit. And so, the so if I would have seen it in two
0: thousand ten,
1: yeah, they would have been in there. Yeah,
0: gotcha. Wow. But okay, it's, they're so disturbing.
1: My bad. My bad. It takes you out of the moment in a bad way. Yeah. Sure. It 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 literally it's a sickening those photos there's an actual lady who is um gutted and she's up on like this cross in his oh. uh barn and she's completely gutted and it's just it's so disturbing and so sick that it it just puts a pa- uh a pal a. uh a horrible black cloud over you when you see those photos. It's moving forward. Like, yeah, I, I get and, and it
0: would take you out of that uh, moment. Makes sense. Yeah, when he explained it, that makes yeah. sense. I thought you did that. No, it no, he did. It, or, gotcha. He was like, "Oh
1: my god, I can't believe that we even did that originally." <laughs> yeah, so and how they did were from those photos. Well, they were from a book by uh, Judge Robert Galmer, who okay. was the judge of, his, I think from. It was either fifty-seven or nineteen sixty-eight. Was the judge, and then he wrote a book about um, Ed Gein. Okay, you know, and it's uh, the world's or the the world's most shocking murderer, whatever yeah, Ed yeah. Gein. And so he had all those photos. I remember as a kid, like eleven, twelve
0: years old, reading it which oh, you I'll, probably should see him too yeah but it was kind of those did you see you know was, yeah as a boy yeah. showing other right. people yeah
2: right. can, we, can we stop and focus on the fact that at 11 years old he was reading the story about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: looking at these photos
1: yeah. yeah yeah, I do yeah. Remember that. yeah. I, I, and i was about that age wow. yeah because yeah. i think it came out in maybe 77 78 that that book came out you know and, and then yeah. if, and if you think about the original book is psycho and that was written by Robert Block, who is actually – who lived in Waiwega for a time right near Plainfield, but he was also yeah. in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I knew the book came from there. And yeah. Like, so the, – One of they, my top ten movies of yeah, all time. The actual – the motel from the film and in the book,
1: what they used to have the, uh, the Waiwega Motel. Yeah. It's right on the lake. It's the exact carbon copy it, of it. it yeah, Yeah. Oh, and the, it, even the it, Psycho it, House – because what uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock did was take all of his set designers and people, artistic designers, and they went to Plainfield, but there was nothing there. But the next biggest city over is Wapaka, you know, five thousand people compared to you know four hundred. And the psycho house, they were taking photos yep. of this house in Wapaka, so it's the the, the house that they built for the movie psycho is one based literally off of a, a photograph of a home in Wapaca. Oh shit. Wow. Okay. And I, right. I didn't yeah. know either. Yeah. So there's a really cool history, you yes. know, from it. And and that kind of set the stage that that psycho, the movie is so it was the first of its type to be like the shock in mm-hmm. schlock and very disturbing. And it set a precedence for
0: all the other horror movies to come. It it did. And it, and and I know some people that would see it today would be like, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck you. It's one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah. Made. And it, yeah. The, you've got to put your mindset at the time it came out. What, yeah. It was what year? Did it, what year did 1960. It? Okay. Oh.
1: Yeah. My mom was, I think she was like a senior in high school when it came out. And she said, "Um, she said it was funny because her friends didn't want to
0: take showers, yeah. after <laughs> after after that came. Out. Yeah. and Elver Hitchcock made every theater if you could not, you weren't allowed if the movie started let you, oh, really? if you showed up late. yeah they didn't let you come in wow. yeah, he he said, and and he actually had a like a talking standout of him, yeah. a sign saying, you're not allowed in the theater once it starts, then please don't." Uh, say what you heard when you leave the theater and talk about it wow yeah yeah every theater that at the time because there weren't as many there? Yeah, yeah yeah they had all had this, this talk, whole thing cra- and i know he bought up all of robert block's books yes, too yeah because he
1: didn't want people to know the ending the ending the surprise ending and yeah crazy <laughs> he, and then, he did he bought the book and then he bought all of them off yeah, yeah. bought them it figured out all the the bookstores that had them and had people go out and buy yeah every single copy well wow. Yeah, he, he was, was a that, genius. Yeah, that protective, in that that movie, like like you said, Fitz, is I absolutely love that film. Oh, it's genius. I can watch it. And over, you know over. how they made the sound of the knife going into the body? It was like a, a knife going into a yeah. watermelon.
2: Don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and
1: Just, if, you, I, if you if you if you visualize that as you hear it, you yeah. can see it—the the knife
0: going into the watermelon. No, but, that, gonna, but that scene, you got yeah, the, the sour sheet. Shower free shower sheet. Um, it's not, it it you of yourself, the yeah. penetration of the night. Yeah. No, like you, the you, the sound. Going, yeah. My god, she was stabbed. Yeah. I saw 12, you know, yeah. stabs. Yeah, never saw one. No, it not was so one. so Amazing. Yeah, done. he just, he,
1: Hitchcock was amazing. He even put his own money into that mm-hmm. film. Um, and it's funny when uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins played him. Um, we got a little bit of a second life, uh, Ed Gein the musical because uh, time magazine and all these magazines did, these are all the representations of Ed Gein throughout the years, starting from 1960, you know, from Psycho. sweet, And that movie is basically about Psycho in essence. It's, you know, uh, how he put his house up and and went to the bank and said you know i this is collateral my home but you know if you lose money on this film you lose your home and he's like oh, i know that yep so it's it's really cool but it was neat to be amongst all those guys uh, that yeah. were based on you know even from silence of the lambs yeah. um was hannibal lecter and, and uh what's the other one uh Oh, the guy from Spock from the the new uh, Star Wars plays a Ed Gein like character on a TV show from a few years ago. Oh. So there was yeah, what's his, Zachary Quinto or oh, yeah, Quinto so, or yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, that was really really cool. Not, but... uh,
0: Jeffrey, not Jeffrey Dahmer, oh,
1: no, no, not the new one. But now, but but we're getting some ancillary kind of buzz from the Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, stuff yeah. because they mention Ed Gein sure. in it. So then it's just like the interviews that I'm doing, they're like. Uh, Well, is it true that, you know, Wisconsin is, you know, uh, you're among, not you're among friends, but you're among fiends, <laughs> you know, and, and because they bring that up, you know, you, they bring up the two of the most well-known, most depraved killers in really? history are Dahmer and Gaines. It's crazy. And man. they're both Wisconsinites. Is it our cheese? Is it our bratwurst? Is it because is it most the of the time we're inebriated? Yeah, that
2: might be. That might be. You
0: know, why? Is it something in the water? Well, so, it can't be, you know. I mean, it's funny because one's in the country and one's in the city, so you know, yeah, it's not. You can't pinpoint it to think. No, like one's real him, we're famous. Yeah, yeah. My gotta, daughter, my daughter, you gotta be famous for something. Yeah, <laughs> and my daughter was uh, went to school in San really. Antonio, and so they were teasing her because they were Dahmer, <laughs> you know, because they came on there watching the series, and they're all like Wisconsin. You know, and they, for a while, she's like, Yeah, they were call me. They'd be like, Hey, Dahmer's here. And she's like, No, wow. no, don't call me that. Wow. No.
1: Uh, I, I did a film called Tempting Fate, and there was an actor on set who was because Dahmer was originally from Ohio mm-hmm. and then moved, I think, when he was like 14 or 15 to Milwaukee. Sure. And, but he, uh, this actor is was from his hometown. As a matter of fact, uh, Jeffrey lived two houses down, oh, wow. and there was one summer where everyone lost their dogs. So he was killing. So yes. Dahmer killed his family's dog. Oh Jesus! But it wasn't just animals. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, what? And then ambrosia so uh,
0: chocolate, right? It's in we're a happy show. And we talk <laughs> about happy things. <laughs> it was so nice of her to invite us down. And uh, it was a cute, cute station. Yeah. And they were really nice. Um, She's the best. But the funny She's thing nice. was they were like, uh, yeah, we'll come on down. And we're going to have you on after Artemis. Um, Artemis Pyle. Or Ar- Artemis Pyle from yeah. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. yeah. Right? Wow. So in my head, I'm going... Fuck, we're gonna meet Hermes Pyle, yeah, Melinda Skinner. So I ran out to the exclusive. I bought this Leonard Skinner record. I'm like, I'm gonna have a oh, cool. my record, yeah. you know? I it, cool. So he literally pull up park, and then all of a sudden he goes, "I wonder if he's calling in." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Uh, Damn it!" We walk in. Yeah, sure enough. Uh, I'm like, you will be in the waiting room." No, yeah, he called in. So anyway, uh, I got a cool album out of it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, um, it's. I was on uh with
1: John Waters on oh national, nice yeah National Public Radio for uh, to the best of our knowledge did you get to and, like at the same time and No he, he had been in already and then left Oh um and I came in and an said, Oh you just missed John Waters I was like Why didn't you guys have me come in about half an hour earlier yeah. I You'd said I wouldn't have minded you know meeting him and waiting Yeah you know what the hell I mean. So I was a little disappointed, but he John was talking about a film that he wanted uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp to play brothers. That are it's it's based on a true story about this these two families in Baltimore that have um, a meat market, the butcher shop, okay. and it's the, in the fifties and sixties. These two families were at war with each other <laughs> to get customers and and it's based on a true story and and he wanted Downey jr and yeah, yeah to play these brothers dueling, brothers? dueling you know with the, the family because they married into oh. the whatever opposite family or whatever yeah, so, yeah. like very very cool very strange and i'm like that should have been made into a film that would have been hilarious yeah and he loves baltimore you know anything. yeah he does all, all his movies are baltimore. He, always yeah he's such a, a fanatic of the uh, done anything for a quite a while no he has think. i think he well, he's probably in his mid-70s yeah yeah. yeah he's not a young guy anymore you know it, it takes a lot out of you oh, i
0: bet i bet you, know? you should know because yeah as we as as i find out good segue as we <laughs> find out from uh you know doing a little research on you that what don't you do holy christ you got your you know you not only just acting and stuff but in a lot of stories you know as i went well can i just stop <laughs> Cause please, you, cause, please, because you are the first american to ever be awarded a golden movie award
1: yeah yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, come on. Yeah. That was <laughs> in, a two thousand. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. Okay. And um, so they had they had called up and sent an email that said you're nominated. Nice. But you're the first. Oh, I wasn't the first to be nominated because Vivica Fox, oh. the Ooh. actress and the company. Oh uh, yeah. Um Vivica Fox and this other african-american american American actress okay was also nominated so i was the third american to be nominated but i was the first to ever win it as an american and to be honest with you i I was watching it because it was live and the i think bbc nigeria had it and and so you could pick it up online and it was kind of coming in kind of coming out you know Uh like it wasn't the best strongest whatever uh stream of it and when they said my name i was like like what the hell did they just say me (laughs) and and then my director shows up and uh ay Makun, uh, not director but the writer for the film shows up and the star he's like i want to thank you know this is for dan davis (laughs) i'm davies he mispronounced my my last name but it was nice you know because then he accepted it and i'm thinking well shit that's a really cool.'" award that's that must that's probably worth a few bucks you know, not, not that I would sell it or anything like that but I am gonna sell it I just didn't know. so I was like I shit, in
2: Wisconsin.
1: yeah yeah so I'm like wow they should really send that to me so then I got hold of the golden movie people in uh, Lagos, Nigeria and Accra, Ghana and they said no Mr. Davies we're putting this in a museum wow. I'm like what and so they're they're crafting or in the process of crafting a nollywood style museum um you know for film in i think it, in either lagos nigeria or Accra, ghana and they said no we're we're gonna it's gonna be in a museum i'm like well shit you know that's that's pretty cool you know because you were the first to win it well or- i guess i think it was maybe maybe yeah OK, because now, now Nollywood is, is on the world map, no, yeah. not because of me. It's more so because of Danny Glover and Eric Roberts and and, and those guys. But um, but I, I'm still the number one American actor in their history, which is wow. pretty cool. So maybe it's that had something cool. to do with it for box office. So that's really, really cool. So I was like, well, shit you know you know museum yeah you know, that's cool as hell so i never got it and then, okay. and i'm still kind of waiting on this museum to be built <laughs> hopefully it wasn't just Wait some in. some nasty lie but when it's built it, you'll be yeah, there forever And i'm straight I, and i'm gonna go visit it and i'll be all like drunk oh i gotta tell you guys something the beer in nigeria there is a beautiful uh brewery that, so you've been there before? Yeah, oh, lots. In, oh, in, okay. For for films and, and things in Ghana and, and in Nigeria, and but they have it's called Star Beer. Okay. But and I think Heineken bought it, but they still brew it at the Star Brewing Company in Lagos, Nigeria, and it is it's a a pilsner, a mm-hmm. lager. That's like a pale ale. It is so freaking refreshing. Oh,
2: wow. It
1: is so good. And they serve them in these bottles that are just like massive, you know, it's just like,
0: yeah, Skinny twice or, or... Uh,
1: They're probably 26 okay. ounce oh, bottles and, and they're just, they're just really good. And I, and I was a little bit afraid, you know, cause we're, we're snobs, we're beer snobs in Wisconsin. Yeah. Well... And now, you know, with this beautiful stone arch beer, um, it's like, but I t- tasted it and I went, This is freaking awesome. I was like, Keep them coming.
2: <laughs>
1: 26 ounces at
2: a time. Are you, Let's
1: go. Yeah. Are you able to ship it here or yeah. no? Um, I should, I find, That'd I be should cool. find out because Heineken bought it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or no, Guinness. Hopefully, they don't ruin Wait. it. Yeah. Oh, Either- Guinness won't. Guinness or Heineken bought it. Maybe it was Guinness actually okay. that bought it. So they're not going to mess it up, right? No, they'll no. let the the brewmasters there keep their recipe and do what they're doing because they shouldn't change anything about mm-hmm. it. It's really really good. But I'm glad we're talking about these beers and Stone Arch, Scottish. <laughs> and there you go. go. Grab another one. Oh, I'll have one. Thank pop, you. Pop. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, so there you go. And the film that you you wanted for. That was called a trip to Jamaica, and that was on Netflix from
1: 2020 to yeah 2022, um, January of this this past January. So I rented that. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> God damn it! It's so bad. You can be honest, Fitz. It's a horrible, shitty film. I'd much rather have. I'd much rather have painful dentistry. What, than watch it. What what happened? With that just, movie it's just
0: so bad. Now, can, we, can we can I clarify real quick? It, it, it's not it's not you in the movie. Well, thank it, you. It's everything around just you. It's, it's, it's crappy because at for one point I'm like, okay, you're the villain in the movie. Yeah, you know, great. Yeah. And then Eric Robert shows up. Yeah, and now he's the villain. Yeah, he's my boss. And then
1: Sir Paul Campbell, the and Jamaican so, actor when, who's, but, who's knighted. Oh, <laughs> but okay, then, yeah. He's he's another bad guy. Yeah, but then Ay they they're speak they're speaking also pigeon, which is I couldn't understand. I, I when I was acting against him, he would say this stuff, and I'm like, I don't know how to respond. You I, is this Am I supposed to laugh? Am I am I happy? <laughs> am I sad? are you just telling me to fuck off and jump off a bridge or j-
0: j- they're saying j- j- your the penis was a is scene really small we're a bunch you know? of we talking and he was in the middle of some it must be the knighted guy i think yeah and i at first they started the scene started and i went oh it's like a joke yeah and it kept going i kept going and i'm like no this is real yeah it's and and at some point i said oh, i'll finish this in a little bit i haven't finished yeah. it yet it's horrible <laughs> I, it premiered at the, uh, the largest.
1: the you won for it? Yeah. Because you're it, good in it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, uh, you were a it. Yeah. It was. You were mean. Yeah.
0: Mean to, mean to your wife.
1: wife. Yeah. It was a wife-eating mob guy. Yeah. Just yeah. real. The, my, my director, Robert Peters, really a good guy. He's six foot three, 300 pounds of solid muscle. Mm. And, excuse me. In America, when you, when you portray a bad guy, it's all about. The nuance. So if I'm looking at you and I'm like, Fitz, I'll give you two choices. Okay, the first choice, you can either be my friend, and your second choice is, I will kill you. You. That's how you would deliver it. In Hollywood, there are no nuances. I want to kill you, you <laughs> mother- piece of shit, motherfucking. And it's just like so they they you have to play. Like it's theatrical, like it's yeah, really big. Yeah, yeah, and I can see so that he'd now. Scream at me! He'd be like, "Dan, Dan, <laughs> what are you doing?" And like, and I'd have to like get to be he. I, that was real. That that anger that you see in my eyes, yeah, is because my director I was pissed off at him. <laughs> he kept screaming at me. You gotta and, find
2: yeah, it when yeah. get Use it. And use it. Yeah, right.
1: Use that energy for that. But it was weird when it premiered at the the largest IMAX in the continent of Africa and Lagos. Wow, ninety feet across, yeah. fifty feet tall, sixty Jesus. feet tall, and there's a thousand people there. And most of them are paparazzi, and my co-star sitting next to me, and she's from London via Nigeria, and Ense, uh Ekbe Itim is her name, and Ense is like. She knows I'm, like, hating the film. God damn it. And she's like, Dan, Dan, if you run out screaming, (laughs) all 1,000 paparazzi are going to take a photo of you screaming and running out of your film. You stay the fuck next to me. (laughs) Okay. And I literally watched it, like, deer in the headlight. This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. This is terrible. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they loved it, it over there. And, and and Netflix picked it up, and it but became they a it. Top, top 10 international comedy. Oh, my God. Repeatedly, like monthly. They had their own metric, their yeah. own algorithm. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong <laughs> with people? But he was a big star, the guy that – AY. The, the yeah, AY is massive. Yeah, AY is just – he's the Jackie Chan of okay, of okay. He's – massively huge it, it's weird too my joke is when i go to africa in some parts of europe yeah people recognize me in in wisconsin nine bartenders and my garbage <laughs> man know me and that's about it you know Dan, what are you drinking? Come on in. Yeah. Hey guys, you know, and my garbage man likes me because I'm very fastidious about recycling. He's always like, he's always, hey Dan, I I want to talk to you. First of all, we want to thank you for always doing everything correct with your garbage and your recycling. And if I had a a badge or a a, a, a an award a trophy that I could give you for being the best recycling and garbage person in the city of Appleton, I'd give it to you
0: oh my god yeah but they, like,
1: they put that word, in the music too, word you can put yes. on your resume the best damn recycling bitch in <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah in africa in in nigeria and ghana especially i can't walk the streets that's awesome i tried i tried to jog one time when i was there and the guy's like um we're suggesting you not do that and i'm like what come on guys i gotta get an exercise he's like no, he said, Remember when you guys went to that soccer match, the football match? They 150, maybe 200 people uh, bum rushed the Mercedes Benz van that oh, we're in and they were pushing it. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, it was like the Beatles, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. You know, I was oh. like, what the hell? And the driver rolls the window down. He's got a freaking handgun and he just shows it. And then somebody says, mr driver as <laughs> i like doing a horrible impersonation of them and then they all like scatter and then he's able to go and i'm like this is absolutely That's crazy fucked up wow. yeah it was nuts how did you yeah. get hooked up with
0: with the film yeah. over there
1: it's so west of thunder was at the toronto film festival and had, had done a pretty good film uh festival uh tour winning things and all kinds of things yeah. and the director. Uh, is Kevin Wanko, and he's from Nigeria, but lives in uh, Atlanta, had had read some articles about the film and reached out and said, hey, damn, we're doing this film, um, probably can't pay you as much as some of these other films. But we heard about Toronto and all the film festivals and congratulations. Would you, you don't even have to audition. You just, you know, could you, could you do this? And um, that was originally Tempting Fate. So I'm getting him except so there was an African film prior to uh, sure. a trip to Jamaica. Sure. Tempting Fate actually isn't a halfway decent. It's a halfway good film. It's halfway decent. Not sure, great. Sure. But okay Kevin, but Kevin, that's the reason. But but he when he said it, he goes, Can you do a Russian? I want you to be a Russian mobster in this film. I said, hells yeah, I can. And then I'm, I'm, I'm... Now, as an actor, you're like, I've never done it before, No, but I always say yes. Always say yes, right? You yeah, always say yes, and you can learn it. So I was with my buddies, and I, I tried my Russian accent, but do you guys remember Yakov Smirnov? Yes. The, the, the Russian... Canadian, yeah. In America... People drive cars as big as tanks. In Russia, <laughs> tanks drive over people. <laughs> like, you know. So every time I do the Russian accent, I sounded like a drunk Yakov Yakovsman. I'm like, hell, oh, damn it. So then I called the director, Kevin. I go, Kevin, I, ha- I had an epiphany. He's like, oh, tell me. I said, it shouldn't be Russian, but he should be from Kazakhstan, which used to be part of the Russian, the USSR yeah, used to be yeah. part of the Soviet Union. And th- their people are, you know, badass and this. And he goes, oh, and I told him the history He goes, we'll do the accent. And I did the accent and their accent is like, he's always difficult when people come to me and they talk and they want me to be a part of the film. So I did this thing and he's like, oh, shit, that's it. Oh, okay. So I did it as a person from Kazakhstan instead of Russia because I couldn't do my right in <laughs> America. You
0: know, that guy, he's still alive. I think, I think he has to, but yeah. I, who knows? He was big for a while, <laughs> but to make a long story short, that's
1: hilarious. Um, that's yeah. He had seen one of the films at one of the film festivals and I was up for an award and he was like, "Yeah, would we could pay you this for, for, for the film? And, We'll have a an opening in Lagos, Nigeria, and we'll fly everybody there, which was great cool. experiences though, weren't It they was all? awesome. It was. I've been there about half a dozen times, and Then COVID kind of put, you know, an end oh, to sure. that type of travel, especially to some of the uh, African, you know, and Asian countries, you know. Sure. But uh, it was fun. It was a great time. Do it again? If they, I mean, oh hell's yeah, yeah. But you know, with flights, when you're in your twenties and thirties and forties, flying is fun. He's like, Guess what? I'm going to do first. I'm going on an aerial plane. where <laughs> they got snacks and cookies and crackers. Yep. And coffee. And you can order <laughs> drinks if you want. You know, you're all like excited. Baby. And then you hit a certain age. It's like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> Especially if you're over six feet. You're like, ah. Uh... Yeah, I had to be moved off of a plane about uh not not off of the plane but in a different area yeah yeah. because i was they flew me in coach and there was a 300 pound dude and a 350 pound dude and i'm like 240 and the the stewardess comes by and says oh hey gentlemen how are you like we're fine we're like this kind of scrunched up one guy they both have their hands on my knees and i'm like oh damn it and she's like okay the captain He's gonna have a little problem here. I'm like what? Well, you guys outweighed on this side of the plane <laughs> more than everybody on this side. Oh my so goodness! Would one of you guys? I went. I'll move. I'll move. Yeah, right. And so I moved, and the two guys were like high five, and they're like, "Thanks, man. Thanks." And then I, I sat, but because I was the one who volunteered to move. Then I got all kinds of freebie stuff like the stewardesses come and I'm like Danny, would you like a little wine? Oh. Would you like a little beer? We got Heinekens. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh yeah, bring it, bring it, keep them coming, keep them coming,
0: and it pays the volunteer. <laughs> suffer yeah you suffered you volunteered yeah, to suffer
1: but but to make a long story short if if the flights because it, it, it's 18 hours oh. you're in a plane for 18 hours Holy fuck, you know it's crazy it's yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah i get it no, that yeah like okay and what i tried to do on some of the flights i'll get up in front to stretch my legs because you yeah. don't want to start cramping up or get a blood clot or whatever i was there for one of the flights, got up in front and started doing my exercises and this this gentleman was there. And he said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just stretching out my legs. Can I join you? Is this this like aerobics? Um, Like, yeah, you can join me. So then he got up there. And then these two ladies got up there. So we had four people. And I was doing um, squats. And I was doing calf raises. And they were like following suit. And then You're everybody was like aerobics yeah, on the plane. Yeah. And I said, for you older people there, just keep moving your legs as much as you want. You don't have to be up here doing what I'm doing, but keep your legs moving. Yeah. And so everybody was doing this. It was like, the, boom. Yeah. We Something put, else to your resume. Yeah, we, I put the air and aerobics. Yeah,
2: okay. You want to leave the aerobics on the flight to Belize? <laughs> I'll do that.
1: Is
0: that where you guys are going to go? We're going in January. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah. cool. Why Belize? Wow, I believe Tina Bachrath. Oh, okay. Tina Bachrath. I don't I know why. So. I just got Playboy Playmate
2: who has not been on.
0: We want you on, team. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> we
0: she, want you. We want you.
2: She was in Belize and she we're, we uh, we sent her a tank top. And they're like, if you'll promote us, yeah. you don't have to come on. We'll send you the tank top. So she's like, I, do, I will. I'll wear it when I'm in Belize. And then we got talking about all taking a vacation somewhere. And it started with Costa Rica. I've been to Costa Rica and love Costa Rica. And then I'm like, well, Tina's mentioned Belize. Let's look into that. And it was really cheap. So, oh, cool. I was like, all right, cool. let's go there. So, oh, cool. So the day I booked it, I thought it was an island. I had no idea yeah. it was in yeah. Central America. Central America. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was in the Caribbean.
1: <laughs> uh, do, aren't they a good coffee producing country?
0: Probably. I, I think they are. You guys should really, Probably but I would love that. It, I would love it if it yeah. was. I was looking up the other day and I saw a coffee shop where we are, but the only one. Well, I
2: saw a brewery that has a barge what yes
0: wow you had me at hello <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: okay
2: you could use a room if you want to come down
0: <laughs> how long are you guys going for so we're we are literally so there's um six nights three couples and me <laughs> oh, okay i'm so i'm the seventh wheel
1: we <laughs> are on the seventh wheel yeah uh, um but for six days for a week you're going to be down there Yeah, yeah monday hmm. through sunday be c- kind of cool to document it and film it right we're,
2: we're, we'll, yeah, do we'll definitely yeah. do some stuff on the phones. We're not going to bring down all the equipment, but we'll do some stuff on the phones and
0: you know, yeah. we'll record stuff. Yeah, cool. live stuff. That's and awesome and, and yeah. promote. Oh, the weather will we, be we, perfect. We do that too a lot of times when we travel. We'll go somewhere. We do so yeah. bad when we travel. We are bad, but yeah, we get fucked up when we forget. I that. know, I know. It's just it's vacation time. Yeah, we
2: forget.
1: Yeah, to hell, it it's, it's, it's yeah. When I lived in Las Vegas, Jeez. you would ask, and and it was funny because. uh I I was a, a regular and I'd always play uh blackjack was my game and this uh three card poker and which I your chances are halfway decent when you do those two games but I would go to, the waitresses would give me a beer and I'd say "Oh I'm from Wisconsin could you give me two? And She's it's like "Oh sure sure." <laughs> and my Spanish was actually halfway decent so it we would, and they have a lot of latina yeah. and latino waiters and waitresses. And so I would speak and then they go, Tu eres cubano, they thought I was Cuban. And I'm like, no, I just looked like that Dosa Keys guy or whatever. <laughs> you know,
0: and then uh, play up once in a while. Yeah, I
1: do. Yeah. For the but but the the one time when I was playing, the uh, uh dealer was like, Sir, you can't do that. But I was tipping him like five dollars every single time they'd bring two beers. I'm like, no, 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 I'm from Wisconsin, and and he's just kind of staring at me. His pit boss, this huge guy is behind him, and he goes, what'd you say? I go, I'm from Wisconsin. And he looks at the, the dealer says, this, this fucker's fine. No way. <laughs> Yeah. I he's like, like the yeah. Reputation he's guy. just like, he's great. He's good. Don't worry about it. He
2: can, handle, he can handle two at a time. Yeah. And
1: it was funny too, that I met a bartender there who's from the Bronx and he was like, uh, yeah, I remember when all you fuckers came, uh, when the badges in a fucking bowl in Las Vegas bowl and none of you fuckers had ever been in a bowl game, <laughs> And since Rose Bowl of 1960, well, you fuckers came. He's like, you fuck every other. Then he goes, you drank the city out of brandy, and you drank the city out of beer. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? We had to go to Reno. Oh, my to, God. To get more beer and brandy. <laughs>
2: There was also there was also a big controversy for that because the light the power went out at the stadium that
0: yeah and, and fucked all the bets up.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I
0: well, remember right, that's we, yeah. are, we are we are, we did yeah. get our name in the so, paper. Going. It's
1: I'm so proud of us. Yeah, yeah. the 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 uh, 51 of the top 70 drunkest areas in the U.S. It's actually 51 of the top 60 either counties Jeez. or areas are right in Wisconsin. Yeah. There's a couple in Iowa, a couple in South Dakota, uh, we Indiana. We we kind of rule the rules. Just it's just crazy. Yeah, you know, the, Appleton's the drunkest city in the United States oh. by Time Magazine and uh, USA Today, D- so. the drunkest city in the United States.
0: It's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy, and, and we're part of it.
1: I know. I'm proud of that. Ooh. I don't know
0: about you guys, but I'm proud. I am too.
1: Sorry, I
2: heard Stone Arch is proud part, part of it too.
0: <laughs> and you contribute, Stone Arch. <laughs>
2: so as long as we're talking about Appleton, yes, first person. 10 people, 10 stories, 10 Appleton locations.
0: Tell yeah. me about that. I want so, to. I work that's with. So, a, so interesting.
1: Oh, I work with this amazing director, Len Ebb. His uh, Full name is Len Bruso, but he goes by the name Len Ebb. He's originally from New York with, got his masters at UCLA in film directing. Um, He's got over 60 Hollywood credits. And he fell in love with the Wisconsinite, a person from the Fox Cities. Right. So they get married. They have a whole bunch of kids. He moves back. And now he's the head of the video at Miller Electric. But he still does these fun little films. And they're cool. just like every year he's got a new project. And and it's, it's an honor. He asks me to be in them. And it's usually stories about – my life that he kind of makes and puts on the big screen. First person was the only one that wasn't, I was one of 10 stories. And I told a story about my grandfather. Um, He went to school at university of Wisconsin, Madison and uh, he uh, under scholarship as uh, a native American, half native American, half Scots Irish. And he tells a story that he was living in new London. They're from new London. Oh, okay. And so he was dating my grandma at the time and his family was poor. So he'd have to hitch a ride from Madison to New London, but nobody would pick up the guy with the dark, dark hair, dark, dark eyes, dark, dark skin. Sure. Nobody. But his best friend from New London was a year older, was on the football team and he was a letter winner. And and my grandpa was like 150 pounds. His best friend was 250 pounds. And he gives them, he says, if you wear a Wisconsin badge, your letter jacket people love the badgers and they will pick you up so my my grandpa goes well you know you're about 100 pounds heavier it doesn't matter so my grandpa tries the jacket on he's like swimming in it but he's like Wow, what the hell so he walks out of his dorm and he said it was almost like in slow motion puts his thumb up this family stops uh husband and wife gets in the back seat and grandpa's saying the owner, the driver is looking in the rear view mirror at my grandfather. He's probably, and they didn't have any people of color on the team. They didn't have any Indians, Mexicans or blacks in the thirties. This is 1933. Oh, gotcha. So, so they're staring at my grandfather for a couple of reasons. Well, I think this boy's got some Indian in him, and wait, He's he's so little. What position does he play? So he says, "Can I ask you a question?" My grandpa goes, "Sure." He goes, "What position are you on the football team?" And my grandfather would say, "I'm the kicker." (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And then he would then he would joke later on. He'd say, "I'm the kicking tee" because he was so small. (laughs) But he said, and then the story in this first person is that he he would tell us later. He said, "I wish people would have seen." Not seeing me for the color of my hair, the color of my eyes, the color of my skin, or even the color of that huge red Wisconsin Badger sure. letter in that letter jacket, he said, "I wish people would have seen me for the color of my soul." Yeah, and that always struck a chord with me. I was like, "Wow." Yeah, and but he said the the racism was always it, it was latent. It wasn't over. People didn't even understand. There were people that in the 30s believed that all Indians were dead and gone. Oh, sure. That they were genocide, you know. Oh, genocide. Okay. yeah. Where okay. people come up to them and go, Do you live in a teepee? No, I live in a brick home <laughs> in New London, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. You know, just shit like that. Yeah, right? It was yeah. always yeah. subtle and it was always not overt, but just enough to get under your skin. Yeah. So, you,
0: and then yeah, he, it, stupidity, but yeah. Did they? What they knew. That's what they yeah, that's I, what I they guess knew. they kind of knew, yeah. you know, from, yep. you know, it's to actually say to someone, "Yeah, oh, really? You live in a teepee yeah. at this day and age? Yeah. But 1933. Yeah, so it's, it's 90... 1933. I get yeah, that it's... at that time. But yeah. still at that time, that's all they, I guess they saw from movies. And yep. Yep. There wasn't a thing. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And
1: so it was, but he, I think because of that, um, I think he dropped out after about a year, year and a half. Oh, okay. And he was super bright. Yeah, yeah. he was brilliant well the statement
0: that you just said was really the color of the soul I've never heard that like yeah put that way color of the soul I've always heard similar things yeah
1: but never but color of the soul and and so that's first person um yeah so Len crafted the this as Appleton is like the 11th star of that so it's oh. Oh, it's in le- uh, 10 different locations yeah, yeah all around appleton more of the iconic locations of appleton and, excuse me and it's personal stories from 10 different people that's what's cool so, yeah so there's some people that had some tragedies some people that just had some interesting childhood stories uh one gentleman suffers from tourette syndrome
0: and oh, okay. um so when he asked you did he say what how did he present to you what story he wanted to hear from you. He, he had Pratic, already, or did he say anything you want? Yeah. Or he, he,
1: but he had already heard some of these before these okay. stories about my grandfather and, and just some of my stuff. And he, and he said, what about that? You talked about your grandfather at okay. Madison at Wisconsin. And I went, yeah, that's a, that's a cool story. So he knew about it going again. Yeah. Okay. He already knew. And okay. I think he kind of already knew a lot of, because he's friends with just about everybody on that first person, okay. okay. So he kind of knew their story, or at least a bit of it.
0: So where can we find that? Um, and uh, and that's a good spot. But I I know I'd love to watch it. It's yeah. a short film. Yes. Um, and I just know from a lot of people we've had on. Yeah, short yeah, films are hard to find. Yeah. I mean, wish yeah. it was just a like a maybe I'll start that A, a website. website for for yeah, me. like all I is short films. Shorts. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah uh, and if you don't know and I'd be i, I to promote it's it it's actually
1: it great. um uh okay hold on just a second um it's it's actually I was trying to find it um yeah, yeah. and it's I don't think it's on his his website oh but but if you can you guys can we cut right i I'll get a hold of him okay yeah quick. yeah yeah we can yeah. is that yeah is, yeah, that,
0: for is sure. that is that okay? and we'll we'll, we'll and I'll use back.
1: The bathroom back again
0: too. yeah we'll for come sure. back and tell you where to find it
1: yeah, I'll try to. Uh, excuse me. I'm so
0: perfect. Yeah, you're
1: good. You're good. You you right. there? Yeah. So it's um, if you look under Len, yeah, Bruce. So it, first his, person. There you go. Shirt. Yeah. So it on his, uh, IMDb, he might have those. Um, you With know, links
0: to watch it. Yeah, I'm trying to look. He might have some links to watch first it. First person. is the name of the short.
2: That's fairly yeah. new, isn't it? it just,
0: yeah. It just yeah. Um,
1: but, but I think it might even give you a link to his, uh, website as well. Cause I think it would just under Len Ebb or Len Brusa, but his, his parents were from Cuba oh, and okay. they, they, um, escaped Cuba oh, on a raft yeah. and got to, uh, Florida, you know, got to Miami and then moved from Miami to New Jersey or New York. And that's where he went to school um, but yeah, his story is really kind of cool. Okay, okay. yeah, and he's a super nice guy and too. You're on and he's around here. That's well, it's, yeah. it's
0: it's cool that he's doing yeah. what he loves still around yeah. the area. And then, and and that's what I love is, about you is that you yeah. shit that you love around yeah. this area.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, you know, I, I'm I'm a homer. You know, I'm I, I love all Wisconsin sports. I love I hate our winners. but uh, other than that, I I love everything about wisconsin i love everything about appleton yeah it's good sized city it has a good uh entertainment district it has great music it has great restaurants and, and fun bars and great places to go theater, to theater even got yeah it's even got theater even yeah, performing I, I mean, I arts many,
0: uh, yeah plays at that- yeah. You know, at the PAC. No, we're uh, in Manasha. Oh, the, Manasha. We're, yeah, UW-Oshkosh. They have, uh, they yeah, have uh, Fox Cities. four plays a year or yeah. something like that. And they're all many. super, super great. I've Susan enjoyed
1: Rabideau all and, and all those people at the, the UW-Oshkosh Fox Cities. It's a great community to, yeah. to live. And if you have kids, it's perfect. Yeah, for sure. Low crime. Uh, Just people are nice. People are cool, and people leave you alone. I like just being when I'm at home. I'm very reclusive, and I just don't, you know. It's nice, you know. It's just I don't, you know, entertain. I just when I'm home, I'm home, you know. And
0: so, so you're at home, and you're gonna write. Where do you start? Where, where? Why? What pick? What? gets in your brain and says i'm going to write us something about that because you'd mentioned before how you yeah. visualize it all
1: yeah so it starts with one kernel of an idea so for an example um because
0: well, forest... you've got a lot of story credits in imdb yeah, thank you
1: um which is great and like f- for an example uh mr thursday or dominion which i'm in a that Very that film i don't that. yeah i, I it's Kind of in um turnaround. I guess we filmed it, but there's all kinds of legal problems and DB Sweeney was an asshole. And um so, so pick. Yeah. Fuck you, D B Sweeney. <laughs> and uh and it was just a lot of shit I that went it, Yeah. A lot of shit that just went awry. And um, but that originally my story though was I kept thinking which I'm still going to make a version of this, either write a book about it or a screenplay, probably all of the above and make it into a film. Uh, But it's Dominion basically. And it's about this uh, gentleman and West of Thunder actually has elements of it as well. Mm -hmm. There's a a small town uh, uh, homicide detective city of like Stevens point, 30,000 people. They don't get a lot of murders. Well, this, uh, a detective this homicide detective becomes famous he writes a book on why people are evil mm-hmm. and he basically breaks it down into three components number one it's familial it's it's mom and dad beat them we're cruel to them we're mean to them um it's also societal so the second one is their friends If the friends hang out with a bad bunch of kids that's going to influence them to be bad Or the third thing is chemical, a chemical imbalance. There's a reason why people are evil is because their brains are not wired correctly. There's a chemical imbalance of some sort. So I came up with this. That was the original idea. And then I expanded on it. So when I'm thinking, when I'm writing, I want one real solid idea. And then the rest of it just comes to me. And it's very, very weird how it comes to me. It's just like literally when when I write, the characters are telling me what they're going to say, not the other way around. Really? Yeah. I don't. Cr- I don't craft the dialogue that's crafted in any one of my films. It's not from me. It's from that construct that I created. That characters telling that's me, cool. yeah, what they're saying. It's really weird. Like I'll be at the end of the day, I'll, you know, four or five pages written, and I'll be like, "Holy shit! Wow, this is good." I don't even <laughs> realize that yeah. it's. That They're saying this. They tell me what they're saying. It's really kind of strange. But uh, again, just to kind of get back to uh, Dominion. Um, so this this gentleman comes in, very nice dressed gentleman comes in, and he comes into a convenience store. They have all the security cameras, sets an unloaded weapon with bullets, and he asks the convenience store people behind the counter. He looks at him, and he's really nice. He's like, how are you doing today? And they're like, great. Could you do me a favor? I'm like, sure. Could you kill yourself for me, please? They pick the gun up, put the bullets in and whack. And it's all caught on surveillance cam. He yep. walks out, he mouths something into the camera and then walks away. And this homicide detective is absolutely freaked because he's now done this like four or five times. And it's all caught on surveillance cams. And so he, all he wants to do, this gentleman wants to meet with this homicide detective one-on-one. He said, I want to meet you alone one on one, don't have me arrested, or I'll make people pay. But I just want to meet and talk to you. That's it. That's all I want to do. So the first time they go, he, he gives him the address. He shows up. And this guy comes to the door and says, you son of a bitch, you lied to me. And he he closes his eyes. And he goes, Officer Fernandez is right over there. Officer Sinclair is over here. Officer Lee Tompkins is over here. Boom. And he knows where they're all kind of hiding on him because they're going to come in and arrest him. But they really don't know what they're going to arrest him for. Sure. Because it's an assisted suicide, basically. So to make a long story short, get him in the car. And so he's in the back of the other car. And then he's uh, the, this killer is in the front car. And all of a sudden, you see the car flip. And all of a sudden... He's gone. He's disappeared. And the two police officers have killed themselves in the front seat. And now he knows something is really fucked up. Something is really. So he gets to a point where he says, now, do you believe me? All I want to do is meet with you alone and just talk to you. I just want an hour of your time. So he sets up this meeting. He shows up and he's like, you know, something, officer, I enjoyed your book. I really enjoyed your book. It's actually really well written, but it's so filled with so many fucking lies. He said, you think people are evil because mom and dad beat them or the, their friends are bad or a chemical imbalance? I'm that imbalance. I'm the reason why people are evil and you never give me the credit. And I'm sick and fucking tired of it. When those people kill themselves, you know why they kill themselves? It's because of me and you find out he's a devil yeah yeah and it's really powerful and it's like really
0: (laughs) fun and
1: it's really you know and it's so it's called dominion and and so but that to make a long story short it starts with that one idea yeah and then i just expand on it but even when i have that idea it's already the
0: rumblings of the rest of the story is already you know at what point do you say I'm going to make this a book and this, or a, a screenplay. Um, you know, or... when, I,
1: when I started writing the books, it was, that was difficult to do really okay. difficult screenplays aren't that difficult to me anyway. Um, so what I'd like to do probably with Dominion is write it as a book and then do a, a screenplay adaptation from the book sure. as a, as a screenplay. Um, yeah, because I think it's, it would be really powerful. And it and it talks a it lot is. about just like, personal choice. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, it's like, he, you know, people, the devil looks at him and goes, people choose me. That's right.
2: right.
1: You know, yeah. he says, but you don't give me I'm not a choice in your book. I, and, and I'm not a choice anymore. And yeah. And they choose, they willfully choose me you know so it's really kind of powerful and it philosophical is. and uh, theologically pretty sound too because he finds out that he wants this this homicide detective to kill himself in front of him and he says and the the he said i'm going to ask you to do this and you you'll be doing it as a favor to me but you will do it but the moment that because in his book he doesn't believe in the devil doesn't yeah, believe yeah. in god Okay, said so the moment that bullet goes into your brain you're going to know that i exist that I'm the reason why <laughs> it's really intense <laughs> that, and crazy. Yeah. And yeah. So,
0: so the, that's uh, another one mister- that I can see ke- the continue on yeah. between yeah. the author and that guy back and forth for quite a while. Yeah. And a so, some so, sort. so, I mean, in, in,
1: so to, to, again, to make a real long story short, it's that's kind of how I, I, I come up with it. And, and I'm able to, I was able to, with my brothers and sisters, my brothers, I come from a really poor family and at one time we shared my brothers and I one bed. <laughs> <laughs> three three boys, one bed. Um, rub a dub dub three men yeah. in the tub. You know? <laughs> and the, and you then we had one bedroom and then three guys. But when my brothers and cousins would be over, they'd say, Danny, tell us a story. So every night I would tell them a story and I was wow. able to even, I'd say, pick something out from the room and somebody pick up a rock or something that, you know, was on uh, oh, the the wow. stand or whatever. And they go tell a story about this rock. And I'd be able to tell a story right away of that rock and, and how many people had it and the significance of the rock and, and the magic powers of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'd just be able to do this stuff. And it always ended up with like aliens and shit like that. <laughs>
0: you know? So, Do you find that you have all these nuggets that come to you? you finish them all or do you have a whole bunch that are like started but not finished and you hope to finish them someday or do you I pretty much, it I finish it? Pretty much when I get it, I'll figure out a way to get it done.
1: Okay. And so there isn't a lot of like, I know a lot of authors, a lot of creators, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of unfinished, you know, songs, manuscripts, scripts, books, and whatever. I just get it done. I just say, okay. okay, fuck it. And then I'm, I'm, I'm blessed enough, fortunate enough to, this is my real job. I don't have to have a real job. I haven't had one, and well, I can stuff
0: you have going on. So, yeah. so when I see in that you had the story, yeah, and then somebody else like comes in with a screenplay, yeah, is that okay with you, or are you, or do you like do you have an input on the screenplay, or do you when they finish the screenplay, you are like the fuck you did to my story? Or so, or are to you be happy honest with, it?
1: to be honest with you, sometimes it's an improvement. Can be. My story's yeah. written, so the the story. I, I tried to do a treatment of it and a treatment's an overview of the screenplay itself, but it's written in a narrative fashion. It's written in a short story fashion, mm-hmm. paragraphs, the whole work. It's not written, templated, like a, a screenplay. And it's usually anywhere from screenplay
0: like. screenplays like with, with, with the verbiage back
1: and yeah, forth though. Yeah. You
0: know, Kevin and says that, the, Dan yeah, says and there's that. there's an
1: actual and templated yeah. way that you create it. Um, but if it's, if it's a treatment, it's anywhere from like, because it's five to twenty pages long, okay, and it's five probably ten to twenty pages long, and it's an overview of the story, sure, so if I give that to somebody and then they craft a screenplay after it, um I've had that happen twice now, and both times I was pleasantly
0: surprised, oh okay, so okay, okay, you were in... Now I was day, down.
1: you know yeah, what the hell are you thinking of and and they added some really cool nuance to it, and they added some really
0: cool you know flavor to it so i was happy with it okay cool so i've got about three stories i'm gonna to submit to you i'm just kidding <laughs> you have stories i got all kinds of stories yeah. i just can't finish yeah <laughs> um it's all those things but stories. that's yeah exciting to me is you know just that whole thing that you have so many stories out there yeah. as i'm looking for your stuff you've got stories you got stories yeah. and screenplays and you're in acting you're not acting in it you, but you just, just so that's really cool to me. Yeah, it's 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 been fun.
1: I I always love the creative uh, process, and I've loved the creative arts. Anything you know from music, I'm a huge music fan, and um, anything that has a creative bent to it, I'm you know part
0: of. So who who do you feel when you were younger, or what's the greatest influence for you as a as a filmmaker and a film film writer and actor? Uh, yes, both, both. Let's touch on both as an actor. What was a great influence on you and yeah. as a writer, movie maker? Um, as an actor,
1: um, I, you know, I've been a huge fan of Denzel Washington from his first Fuck yeah. things. He's amazing. He's yeah. just, he's one of my heroes. There is an actor though, um, who did a movie called um, The Walls of Jericho. Or I think, I think it's Walls of Jericho and it was a made for TV movie from like 1979, 1980. Sure. And I was a kid and I was watching it. Oh, and his guy. acting was, and I can't remember, not Richard Chamberlain, but I can't remember his name. Uh, it'll come to me. But he, his acting was just unbelievable in it. And that really got me thinking, well, holy shit, it'd be kind of cool to be able to, to be that type of an actor, if I'm going to get into it. And then in Wapaka High School, our music and theater department was really big. Yeah. And they kind of pushed me into it and I enjoyed it. I really, I was never afraid to be in front of a thousand people. I never had that stage fright at all. I always enjoyed it. And that's kind of where it kind of started, you know, that film and Denzel Washington and, you know, and some of the old school filmmakers, um, you know, Mel Brooks, you know is absolutely a comedic genius and still i loved 100 yeah, or something yeah, crazy yeah he's yeah like world war
0: ii veteran and he's still... literally writing right now working on a series yeah with it's crazy uh nick kroll mm-hmm. and they're they're writing and doing
1: a tv series right now that both of them that's great right. and his son too i think is a film director uh he wrote war, war, war Z. Oh, his son did Max Max, yeah, Max Brooks Brooks. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who else he wrote, but he yeah he wrote. Yeah, World that's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. But you know, he he's one of my favorites of all time. Yes. I just love all. My dad loved all those films, and then I got to love all those films. Yeah. You know, and yeah. but it was fun. It was just you know, and I just I'm enjoying myself. That's the bottom line. It seems you know, like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't do anything unless I take enjoyment from it. Okay. You know, it's life is too short to do Absolutely. things that are just like the sturm and drang of, of society. You want to do something that is noble and transcendent and uh, hopefully memorable, you know, and have fun with it. Because shit, I mean, if We're, you're not having fun doing the things that you love, then, you know, you, it, you've that's you lost, you know, that's, that's just that. life is pretty, you know, dreary without that's true. that. That's
2: so why I look forward to this so much more than my real job.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah, yeah, and it'd be great Talk for you guys to, to expand this so that it becomes your real job. And there are yeah. those the podcasters and yeah. uh, and you know that are doing it and and making with enough sponsors and enough eyeballs on their stuff that they're able to do this.
2: Yeah, it's a possibility. Stumble. You just got to work at it.
1: That's yeah. all there is to it. You just got to work.
0: And I forgot the answers before. In trip uh, to Jamaica, did you did you get to work with Eric Roberts? Yeah, so in a scene because yeah, that guy's. Yeah, he's 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 interesting. He's I, so good. He's so yeah. good, and he's so crazy, but uh, yeah. what to experience I, I, with it? I
1: told this story about uh, Eric on a <laughs> nationally syndicated radio program just a couple months ago. God oh, damn it. <laughs> and, you know, I accidentally may or may not have seen Eric Robert, Oscar-nominated Eric Robert's penis. Oh, huh. All right. <laughs> So, and it wasn't sexual, wasn't weird. It was, you know, hey, exactly. Dan, I got Heineken and a roasted chicken back at the condo. You want to come? I know you're from, from Wisconsin, Dan. You like beer? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I got packets of mayonnaise. And you know, he had me at Heineken and packets some mayonnaise well the phone goes off and you know he's like i'm gonna take a quick shower you know boom and goes and you enjoy your food and you have some beers blah, i'm drinking and blah, blah blah, having a good time and then the phone rings i'm like eric your phone is ringing maybe it would be julia roberts or something <laughs> hello eric, this is you Ju- oh well, hi julia roberts this is Dan Davies. i'll go get your brother eric could you hold on please well i also love you okay and that's, but but it's ringing i'm like eric you know, Oscar nominated Eric Roberts. Your phone is ringing, and he's like, Ah, it comes out, and he's wearing a terry cloth uh robe and nothing else. And you don't want to see a 65 year old man's wiener, I don't, you know, it's just like it's, it's a gray forest. It's not in the bucket list, no, it's not. It's, it was like a gray forest with a little snake coming out of it, you know, like a little worm. It's so horrible, you can't see that, but you know some shit you know i'm on a nash he's a great city. actor <laughs> a nationally syndicated yeah, radio that, story, said that. Yeah. I radio and the moment i, I was saying and i went oh damn it eric's gonna be gonna with him again no he's the most prolific actor in the history of hollywood he's done over 700
0: films it's a it's crazy Holy yeah shit. just when you think you know every movie he's been in every other movie
1: yeah That's why it's it's not that because he pimps himself out basically it's it's ten thousand dollars a day, you know, and he's Oscar nominated. So if you can if you can rustle up,
0: Runaway runaway Train, yeah, which is amazing. Which is I just watched a little while ago. And he's so good. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, star 80. He's yeah, star so good at it. Uh, he should the, have been nominated. Yeah. That. Uh,
1: American or the Gypsies. Uh, yes. American or, Gypsy, American yeah. American Gypsy. I think it was. Are, he's a great so actor. Good. And then he. Yeah. 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 Just but he himself But, you know, his wife would say at one time, Eric was making three million dollars a film. But but that bloom fell off the rose, and now it's three million dollars a year doing a hundred films a year, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you're still making three million a year. Well, there you sure. go. And she's you
0: like, going on making and movies. she's his agent oh. too. Mm. So no, he's a good he's a good, 10% like good guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, you hear stories that he's he's out there as well. But yeah. I don't know. Was he you fine? Do you yes, have things together? So yeah. I, I, as I said, I apologize. I started Trip to Jamaica, yeah. At one point, I paused it, and I have not made back to it because we're in, uh, I think, two scenes. It's hard. It's hard to get back to it. Yeah, but um, yeah. (laughs) I will finish it. It's on my thing. No,
1: it's just horrible. (laughs) Don't, don't, Fitz. Don't even. Don't. If you want to save yourself, because remember, you can't unsee this. Just think of Eric Roberts' (laughs) little penis. penis. (laughs) no, his penis is not showing up in a trip (laughs) to Jamaica.
0: God damn it! He's gonna kill me, <laughs> Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, you want to come on the podcast and talk? And defend yourself. About and Defend your story. I, he he might be a made man connected <laughs> to the mafia.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? Shit, I get whacked. You know, next oh, week. Worth
0: it. whack yeah. him. Yeah. We love him.
1: Whoops. <laughs> no, I'm, well, well I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I do.
0: I do. I enjoy. It. I think.
1: He's yeah, lovely. he's a great actor. He's amazing. But yeah, he does all these little. These films, you it's need to crazy. get them for three days minimum. You yeah. know that's what his contract does, and and he likes chicken, and you know certain things that he likes to eat. You know, obviously broasted chicken with packets of mayonnaise, and you know Heinekens, and three inches of man love. You know, no two inches of man love.
0: It was uh, cold. He just came out of the shower. It was
1: shrinking <laughs> it was people. it. It's, it's cold. cold. Yeah. So oh shit. I don't. I'm. I should stop telling that. It's gonna. Well, get, I guess
0: until his agent or he calls you and says, "Yeah, his wife." What the fuck, you doing, buddy? Yeah, Peace his wife. Assist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, let's talk about this. this okay,
0: cool. so cool, cool. <laughs> Look what I got here, right here. He brought to both of us his office. Yes. Um, oh, oh, you know yeah. what? Okay, I'm going to tell you a quick story.
2: You just lost your page.
0: I well, <laughs> I don't know. If it's in there, but that's cool. I got a ticket from uh the sign, which we had. We got a ticket from. uh the night of, of the show. Yeah, yep. So when I bought, so I was at the night of the show and I bought a DVD or a Blu-ray. Yeah. And I had you sign it. Yeah. Which I loved. And I, I tucked the ticket in the back of the sleeve. Yeah. Because I opened it, right? So my nephew, who was going to Milwaukee to be a filmmaker. Yeah. It's good he's, school. He, film he, school. He he loves movies and we talk movies all the time. I thought he loves quirky movies too. So I gave him that. Blu-ray yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. And it was funny because he opened the present, he's like, Great. And he was like, Oh, and I got a ticket. I'm like, Oh, I didn't mean to give you that. Give it back. And you- and I and I could get it from, but you know what? This yeah. is better. Good. Thank you.
2: Well, you um,
0: awesome. And I'm I'm gonna order the Blu-ray again because I gave it oh. to him for Christmas. Cause I'm like, you know what? what? The, the, or the, the Blu-ray or a DVD? Remember the DVD comes up March 14 Excuse Sure. Me. I I mean if you want a Blu-ray, that's great. Which, is there one better? I what's cheaper? Oh, I, don't the DVD. I, okay. I love um, my thing was I wanted to I can't wait to uh, see the commentary yeah I'm a commentary nut and people yeah my kids and are like what the fuck are you doing it's, it's but it's I'm a, a commentary nut and I didn't like get it. to listen to him before I gave it to him yeah but he was excited he loved it it was the it was probably the best present in the whole group of my family when they wow got it. So how they cool is it. that yeah and he and i can't wow. wait to talk to him about him geez what a nice it. compliment thank you yeah um because i knew you would appreciate it yeah 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 it's the only way reason to give it away sure, I, i'm sure. gonna
1: order another one. Um, oh, that is so cool that is uh, thank you so much it makes me feel really really cool that people are appreciating it and you mentioned the commentary it was kind of funny because we did it at mark goldie his studio, okay. Marks from Appleton, and a, he's somewhat famous, a record producer and a studio guy. And um, and he was very gracious. He said, "Just come in the studio for a few hours, and you guys enjoy yourself. Bring some beer." And so we brought like a case Perfect. of beer. And so when we're doing the commentary, you hear it. Come on. Yeah, clicking yeah. the beers. Wait. And then Will is our the beer getter. So Will, because we didn't have hard cider for him, so he's running over. He's drinking a Coke or whatever. So he's getting the beers and stuff. But actually, you'll hear Will in that commentary talks a lot, which okay. is good because I wanted to get not just me yeah, yeah. groaning about shit, about <laughs> Eric <laughs> Roberts' penis or anything. But, <laughs> but um. I, but it was cool to get his perspective on yeah, stuff yeah. and so there's a lot of neat insight from Will and 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 from uh, hopefully from me and from our director Steve Russell. Yeah, I can't so, wait. So yeah, it's it's good. I think I, I think it's funny actually too because you can tell we're getting drunker as the <laughs> oh, I can't wait. night because we were just like, yeah. Like, this yeah. Yeah, yeah literally tonight. commentary. Yeah. I love it. It was like paps
0: we were drinking too. <laughs> Like something like that I want to mention that yeah he's gonna appreciate it and we can't I can't wait to talk to him about it let me get you another one real quick and then we'll touch on sure. this <laughs> right. um awesome. I'm, gonna... I'm never kidding all right <laughs> all, all right us. so <laughs> we're back with more we're not back we're just always on but we're back um <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> thank for the most awkward transition it's a transition <laughs> that's awkward because we keep drinking <laughs> yes we do but you know what um, this is one of the one of the reasons we uh, enjoy these in house so much because it's just great to, There's no script. We just talk and we. And it's yes.
2: so much easier to talk to somebody in person than a,
0: I know. Yeah, it's.
1: And this has been fun. I've really enjoyed myself. This is awesome, great. Has been and, really, really cool. And I believe we could
0: probably talk for another. I know. six hours. I know. we two hours already. Right. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit some high points because you got some shit coming out that are important, and uh, we want to get that out there. And this is one of them, which is really cool. And I appreciate you bringing us the book because I was looking at it and I could see the audio, but I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm gonna read this. Thank you. And I will. Yeah. And uh, take a look it's course dark which is a great name and uh wow what a great story yeah it's crazy so so sam johnson um that's not his real name
1: um is writing under a, a pseudonym worked for the fbi from about 1972 to 1997 uh he got his his fame originally in the late 60s he worked as a crime scene photographer and what he did was he ordered all of the they, they were called uh, lookbooks, but they were basically all the perps. They would have these magazines with all of the wanted people, or d- where they would show them, does he look like this? So, sure. what he did was he made a rudimentary uh, computer algorithm or metric in the old IBM computers with the had a, its own room with the cathode, you know, the tubes and everything like that. Wow. Yeah. And he created a facial recognition um, in the late 60s. And they were just starting to use security cameras. So he originally did that, and he put a mathematical equation to the face He went by Michelangelo or Da Vinci's rule of three. And then he split the face up into these quadrants, and each quadrant had its own uh, mathematical number so that gotcha. it, it would come up with a number. And then it, he could actually match it with somebody that he took all the photos of these photos in this computer. <clears throat> and so he was the first person to do that, never got paid for it. The FBI (laughs) found out about him, and he thought he was in trouble. What the FBI wanted him to do was, though, they said, you're working with these security cameras. Can you make – the facial recognition is amazing, but they still didn't know how to apply it. But he said, can you make things uh, get bigger, more clarity, like if we see a a license – can you get oh, to sure. a point yeah, where you zoom can in. see yep. the zoom in? He said, well, we can't, but I can try to figure this. So originally that's what he was hired for, um, to add clarity to these uh security camera videos. But then as he was doing this, they had a murder case where they saw something inexplicable, paranormal, and supernatural. And they said, Well, you obviously now know about security cameras and you know about computers, you know about facial facial recognition you're going to be our go-to guy on any time we have a capital crime or something somebody sends us a security camera that has an anomaly an inexplicable anomalous anomaly, anomaly okay. be it paranormal supernatural alien demo- just crazy shit that they would see so he, he had an office at the F, his FBI office which i think might have been in chicago but i'm not 100% sure and and he would go through and they'd send all these security camera videos to him, and he would try to deconstruct what the, he what they what, what he was seeing. Is this Hollywood trickery? Is this somebody doing special effects? What? Why is that person floating in the background? Okay, <laughs> okay. Like so
0: like, you dissect the shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 so that's what he did. And as he was doing this, in the book. He he had this uh, bear, and I can't remember exactly how he came. Oh, it was a family bear from his grandfather, who's from Russia. And he got it literally from the Tsar, czar, the Tsar's family, like in 1910, 1915. And the bear came over. But something about the, the videos that he was seeing and this bear, there was a connection between the two. Hmm. So when you read the book, it's really fascinating and fucked up and crazy so that's kind of his backstory and that's what he did but he's now in his mid to late 70s i, I think he lives on the east coast uh, i know he has a dog <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a smoker he's on oxygen because he'll switch out the oxygen tanks when oh, okay. he's on the phone with me and i can hear him clinking <laughs> you know oh, <laughs> okay yeah and the 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 bottles of oxygen and um and he has trouble holding uh it, you know it, 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 he'll talk to me like dan danny so i'm going to tell you a story about He's always trying to catch so, his breath. away. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's always... Yeah, yeah, gra- trying to gasping. Get, gasping. Gotcha. So he's maybe on his last legs. I think this is a dying confession. He reached out to me because of a trip to Jamaica okay. on Netflix. He was a fan of the international cinema. Um, and then I wrote a book called The Rantings of a Madman on Facebook. And Gannett, Wisconsin did a really nice article about it. He he finds out I'm an actor and a writer, and that's what he's looking for. So So he sends me this email... Through my IMDb, mm-hmm. I think that he's hitting on me. And no, oh, wait, what? Yeah, and then I emailed him back. I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I, why? I'm, why? Why would he why was just really complimentary.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> then, but then I misconstrued it, and I said, "Hey, thank you, sir. You know, blah blah blah. It's a nice compliment, but I like women. I'm heterosexual. You know, blah blah blah." <laughs> and then he's he wrote back, right? Oh, dear Lord, I wasn't hitting on you, like Eric Roberts. <laughs> 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 no <that's>, please don't <laughs> he's gonna have me killed. Eric. Um <laughs>
2: Let's
1: discuss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay. So 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 anyway. So he 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 reaches out to me. We start up this. He calls me. It's an unlisted number. We start talking about these things. He said, "Could you ghostwrite my book?" I said, oh, uh, wow. Sir, he's smart. He's got a bunch of degrees. He's got a degree in computer science, mathematics, and he's got a law degree that he got later on in life. I said, "I said, sir, you can you you'd be able to do this. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to touch this. I said this is <laughs> freaky shit. So he wrote it himself." Um, and he wanted somebody that was a filmmaker and an actor to actually create a one-hour TV pilot oh. based on the book. Cause he wants to be able to make it into an episodic series because he wants this weird, supernatural, alien, paranormal, whatever he's experiencing with this teddy bear and what he's he's seen out to the general public. Okay. Because it's 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 not. It's 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 evil and weird and strange and it's it needs to be out there. So when he wrote and it, it, did it freak him out? Freaked him out. Yeah. Wow. he's in hiding because of it. He's under an assumed name. So he's he knows that there's powers that'll be he said he doesn't give a shit if they oh. kill him. Or get him. He doesn't care. He's like, I'm already
0: old. I don't care. But he has
1: family members. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I took that wrong, and I is that I thought he was out in hiding because he didn't want that he was talking about it. But he's in hiding because he's scared. He's scared. Wow. Yeah, he's I terrified. Wow. Okay.
1: And here's this grizzly old, you know, older guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he grizzly old guy back then don't get scared of anything. No. No. And I think he was in. He might have been in Vietnam, early Vietnam. Uh huh because I know he was in a, a military, I don't know if it was army or air force or Navy or whatever, but sure. I I have this feeling that he might've served during the early part of Vietnam, but he's a grizzled, you know, old guy and he should be scared of anything. And he's absolutely terrified. And he says at the, at the end of the book, he reaches out to the readers to say, if you have any idea of what these things could be or what this entity is, go to, and it's, it's my uh, email, one of my email addresses, because I said, would you be able to, if you get a lot of people, you know, writing you, uh-huh. would you be able to do this? He's like, hell no. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 70- Are they going to send a letter? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know, a slow boat to China letter. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, it'd be email. He's like, okay, oh. so you're helping them out. I mean, yeah. That's- so So people can, I had a couple people already reach out where okay. they think, it's um they've come up with their own ideas of what this entity is which is really kind of cool we filmed the the uh, one hour tv pilot already so that's out there we got a hollywood uh, agent and agency interested um, as, a of, or or as a
0: documentary
1: or as series. a As a series so the series, series. would either be me in my conversations with Sam and all the things that I've, or an actual recreation of the okay. things that he went through from 72 to 97. Wow. And then he's writing a second book about, he worked for NASA for like five or six years for the Viking one and Viking two project with all the photos of Mars yeah, because yeah. there's anomalies in these photos. And he was able to see them. There over 54,000 photos were taken. There's 1500 of them with anomalies. Oh wow. Meaning a, structures, yeah. crazy shit like that. And he was hired as a subcontractor for NASA to he said we occluded it. So they made it look f- fuzzy. So if you see any of those photos cuz they're all general do- yeah. public domain right, yeah. there if you see a little fuzzy little area, yeah, that's him. That's, that's him doing it. Uh, and it could, be, it could be a, you know, an alien, a structure of a, a spaceship, a boot, you know, okay, there's all kinds okay. of rumors. There's uh, they found a boot up. I've, I've, I've seen that photo, and yeah. I don't know if that slipped through his hands, but it's all from Viking one and Viking two from the 70s and 80s when they sent the first, ex, you know, wow. explorers up to, uh, you know, unmanned, right? You know, right. up to Mars. Yeah. So it's crazy. So, yeah, that's it. That's so, it in, in a nutshell. I'll, so, so
2: freaked out to you get hearing these stories.
1: You know, <laughs> it's. <laughs>
0: Uh, several, several uh, stories yeah yeah
1: yeah but you know for me it's like I, I i have i've got another tv show coming
0: out and
1: it's called weird people in weird places
0: what? where where oh can we get this book
1: yeah that's on amazon yep and it's a forest dark and and it's a kindle version and a paperback version and then the audio book will be coming out this spring and i'm going to be doing the audio Oh, that's for it. So,
2: Yeah, you have a voice for audiobooks for sure. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, thank thank that would be yeah, a good so one. I'm
1: excited to do that. And that'll be the Renegade Press. Is that you? That's me. Yeah, that's my publishing company. Oh, awesome. So I published it. I've got a Music on the Bones, which is also available on uh, Amazon. And that's written by Jody to Marriott that. and Avi Barlev. And it's uh, based on true events, but it's not a true story, but it's based on true events that happened in 1969 in Russia in the Soviet Union, where they used to actually... Rock was contraband. You could be thrown in a gulag if you had a Beatles album. So they would have people tape them to their body, get them into the country, and then these med students would go to the hospitals and buy up all the used film, the x-ray film. And they could, with a stylist, they could actually create records from the x-ray film because it's you know malleable yeah and so they listen to that's why it's called music on the bones so it's gotcha. it's a great 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 book written by jody marriott and avi barlev and it's going to be made into a film and they did the soundtrack already at abbey road studios in london i saw that yeah,
0: and, uh, yeah i read that yeah, yeah that's awesome. I, I
1: play the lead character's dad in it and katie caden plays my wife in it and uh, Clint Howard and Robbie Benson. So, uh, yeah, I Clint really Spirit. do. Yeah, he's he's a trip. The unappreciated Howard, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I I appreciate him. So Back that's kind of in twenty twenty three. So it'll be hopefully just a you know a gangbuster year. But it's but people it's inexpensive. You know, less than ten bucks to get the the book for ninety five to get the Kindle. And it's absolutely terrifying.
0: Amazon.
2: Or have them on your podcast. Maybe I'll give you one for free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I came in with two of these. Yeah, I can't wait to read it, actually, because I was looking at it. I'm like, I'm going to read that. And I was looking at Amazon to, to uh, oh, cool, to get, look at it. But, well, no, no, you got, your like, own I don't have to worry about it because I got it. Did from Sam sign? We
1: had uh, signed Did he? copies of Sam. Yes, Sam signed these too. Oh, shit. Sure. Oh, yeah. And it took forever to send it. For him, because he had a third party that I sent it to, so I wouldn't Jesus. know his address. And so it took like a month to get these back. He's not Sam. So, no. Sam. Wow. He's a these yeah. are real case. You guys are you guys are awesome. I want to be on your show again. You will be. Um
0: and I'm gonna bring more alcohol.
2: Okay. You will be.
0: Well, we definitely need more. I think. <laughs>
2: we always need more.
0: No, it, it's been so great. Oh my god! Awesome. But before what we ideas. go, before yeah. we... Oh
2: yeah, yeah. You want
0: to sure. learn and I don't blame him.
2: I want to talk about the fifty million dollar bullet. Okay, cool. Because it's obviously, if you're from this area, you know the story. Yep. Um, Funk. What was I? Don't remember his first
1: yep. name. Um, Gary. Not Richard Funk was. Oh, shoot, I can't remember. Anyway, um, he was you
2: know. he was suing the city for
1: yeah, city a of, bunch of money.
2: Nina. City yep. of Nina. Fifty
1: million dollars.
2: And he was kidnapped, essentially. Yep and as he escaped the police ended up shooting they, him yeah
1: they they shot not the There's not the hostage taker but the one of the hostages which is just a crying shame and, and i
2: watched the trailer and yeah. and it's all actual footage and pretty disgusting it footage is. yeah the police talking about yeah. shooting and laughing
1: yeah Oh, wow. Like, and they literally, out, right
2: after it happened,
1: they let them bleed out for 45 minutes before any medical. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I, remember, I this
0: is a while ago. I remember the whole was, story. Was, I just don't remember like the 20, details.
2: 2015. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I know.
2: It's it's weird that it's been that long.
0: ML funk. Yeah. That's, okay. you went by the, yeah.
2: Oh,
1: yeah ML right, that's right, that's and that's right. so, where
2: did that, that project come from? And,
1: so, there was a gentleman, named David Starr, who's from Los Angeles and Florida. And he came up to have a film festival, too, called National Independent Film Association Film Festival. One of his films was up for an award, so he flew in. And he started talking to Donna Frankart, who was a coroner for Winnebago County. Hmm. And she talked about this this case of ML Funk, and, and, and then it intrigued him. So then he went a step further and said, well, let's make a movie out of it, you know. And but now he's passed, he's gone, oh, he died, yeah. um, kind of in a mysterious kind of a way, too. Which uh, that's another,
2: the Nina police station.
1: No, no, this is down in Florida, <laughs> in yeah.
2: A... yeah. Allegedly, yeah,
1: Alleg- allegedly, yeah, it was in Florida, died for me. and but Net- what's odd causes. about it the IMDb page, there's a poster up for it, and oh, nobody my... knows where it's come from. So it's it says $50 million bullet out October some date, right. October of
2: 2023.
1: Yeah. And and David Starr is gone. He's dead. So there's like this, some mystery behind that too. And I didn't even know uh, Donna Frankard had called me because one of the uh, people, one of the actors said, who put the poster up for $50 million bullet? And Donna calls me up and goes who did that i'm like wait there's a poster <laughs> on the imdb and i checked it out and went, oh my gosh holy crap you know so i guess it's been resurrected somehow but it's okay they don't even have a script for it you know and i told them too i said well dude i could write it yeah you yeah know? um but i mean if you don't want me to write it that's fine you can find someone else you know yeah, but yeah. i mean if you have a writer who's already in the film why don't you just <laughs> yeah Right. Hey Dan, you're you're halfway decent. Okay.
0: You're probably asking yourself a couple of questions. First of all, my name is Matt Foley. I am thirty-three years old
2: I'm a writer <laughs> who lives in a bank. That's <laughs> my Chris Farley. If you break this table, this <laughs> is gonna be about
1: <laughs> fall on so, the table. So I don't know why I went into Chris Farley. I, it's, it's a, mean. I don't know it's what awesome. the beer is talking but uh no but it's but we needed to get another wisconsinite in there the the fellow uh chris yeah 20 yeah it was actually just a few days ago okay yeah Yeah, the 25th anniversary of his death yeah Yeah. is that that sad 97 yeah you're right he was he was one of my heroes coming up absolutely loved him i know his brothers cheers to chris Chris. he's amazing his brothers are nice guys too okay kevin mm. and john and uh what's the other one wow. i know kevin and john they're okay. nice guys but yeah it's i just had to do my chris farley that's all right thing. so love i can't it. i can't all you watch. i can't do an interview without breaking <laughs> out you know, chris farley but you guys thank you again this has been amazing well, I, I would you. love having
0: you man thank you and and then sharing your stories and uh we've got so many more questions that we want to have you back again thank you i would and love I, to um, we have you back for another yeah. reason. Gonna be doing... Are you going to announce it? Ed King, the musical too. We're going to
1: get into the, the the sequel to it. And yes. that's uh, Ed's big adventure. And it's a, based on a true story. My, one of my best friends was a year older than me at Wapaka High School. And he was at Madison and he came back for a weekend. I was still in high school, but we were drinking. And he's like, Danny, he goes, guess what? She said, "My roommate met Ed Gein." I'm like, "Whoa!" Did he go up to Mendota? He said, "No." He said, "That son of a bitch was wandering the streets of Madison," and my my roommate is in this bar, and he see, looks out the window and he sees a guy in blue, like uniform. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, this guy doesn't belong here," and he, and it's an older guy comes up to him and says, "Sir, are you lost?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm lost. My name is Ed." And I live over here. He points kind of towards Mendota. He must've gotten on a bus or got gotten to the downtown or one of the yeah. bars. And so he's like, Holy shit. And he's, he said, what's your name And he goes, I'm Ed Ed Gein. And he's like, Oh my God, <laughs> he runs to a payphone Cause they didn't have, you know, yeah. yeah, and, and calls up and goes, Oh my God, Ed Gein has escaped. You know, you got to get him back home. And, 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 and so that was the end of that. So then I take that, Real story and yes. I'm expanding. Yes. it And it's Ed's big adventure. And he has one day where he's normal. He just wants one day where he's not murderous and a cannibal and a necrophiliac and all these things. He just wants one freaking day. And he actually has a heroic day. He's he's he he gets he 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 does he, he goes into a bar, starts rapping. He does all kinds of stuff. And it, it's into like 1984. Is it so. written already? it's it's you're, it's you're, it's, it's brewing yeah it's brewing and will kaiser will probably be helping with that as well excellent. big time yeah excellent i might have him direct it uh he's so yeah wild. he's very talented um so again the musical and then uh i have a i dream of a psychopomp is a horror film that's doing really really well it's amazing it's a kenosha racine filmmaker okay um uh danny vianueva jr brilliant and anthony ramos that's a fucking... I love that film. Yeah. I'm yeah, only in yeah, yeah. a small supporting it, yeah. role. And that's on 2B, I think. Oh, I got 2B. Yeah, Freebie, Roku, all kinds of stuff. And nice. then um, I have an, a one coming out in 2023 where I play a deranged preacher uh, called uh, Without a Name. And that was shot... they Los Angeles filmmakers, um, uh, Emmett Loverday and Hayato um, Mitsubishi and uh Hayato is also originally from Japan and a filmmaker there and Eric Otto Lukert. so it's uh, who's from Wisconsin and that's coming out in 2023 without a name and I want to do a film called Deer Meged the musical that I want to shoot you know in Wisconsin is about zombie deer <laughs> and yes and it's a musical and and it's 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 uplifting and I reached out to like Kev Mo and and uh mark uh, Metcalf and and just said would you guys be involved you know
0: see march torme and so can i just say right here right now sure. on film if you make another movie in wisconsin and you need an extra free yeah. of charge i'm in you give me a call i'd love for both of fucking, you guys i would we i would be in any and, and movie and that you, you, you your, would ever you... want to be in i could have be an extra kids. Have your kids there too. And my kids. Oh, yeah. Great. Absolutely. We we always pay our extras
1: in amazing food. <laughs> I love amazing food. I love amazing tell. food. <laughs> and, and and if and if they're over 21 and if they want a libation, as long as they're not drinking and driving, because that's yes co- against no, the law. See? Even yeah. in
2: Wisconsin. Yeah. And, believe and, it or not. Yeah.
1: So
0: <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. Thank you. And awesome. So and, and when we we're at the musical, yeah. Your friend um who said he was doing a documentary of the night interviewed me and my andy. daughter and his and her boyfriend mm. so we've you've got Not, film of us talking about oh good why we got there good i don't know where it's gonna go with it yeah. but so andy bong that's his name that's
1: his real okay. name Andy, yes yeah I remember. and he's uh uh special needs he's very um, nice super great guy so, so excited he's a, yeah he's a filmmaker okay and uh and he's just one of the neatest guys but he, yeah. he does these documentaries he's gonna do one on me and um Yeah. And we filmed a couple of different interviews and he basically just reads my Wikipedia page and then
0: asks questions
1: (laughs) like, you know,
0: from the Well, he gave my daughter shit. And I thought it was
1: hilarious. So he was a
0: funny guy. He's he's got a
1: great sense of humor and I'm very proud of him. He's overcome a lot in his life. He wasn't supposed to survive. Uh, The umbilical cord got wrapped around his throat and lost oxygen. He wasn't, he was supposed to be profoundly deaf. Blind and oh wow, all kinds of stuff. Well, he's, he's far from that. No, yeah, he is. It's pretty amazing. Oh, but wow. yeah, yeah, he was
0: a, he was he a was neat cool. guy. He was yeah, yeah. We yeah, had fun with him. Yeah, he's a good guy, Andy. So I just I wanted to mention that. So where can where can anybody re- find you, um and to, to learn more about you? So
1: you know the the Wikipedia page is always a good jumping off point. My IMDb page at Dan Davies uh, VI six uh, Roman numeral. Um is a great way to kind of keep up on all the upcoming films. Um, Renegade Press, I'll be able to have my website right now is a forestdark.us, or is it .org? .org, I think. And so for Forest Dark, but that's Renegade Press, so you'll be able to see my books and, and some of the books I'm uh, publishing. And um, yeah, I, that's about it. And, you know, and again... Eric Roberts <laughs> I think that's
2: the perfect way to end. That's
0: the way to end. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah. Cannot thank you enough for joining. You guys are awesome. Thank Appreciate you for enjoying we'll myself a, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now we're gonna drink some
1: more, maybe eat some.
0: <laughs> and yeah, about go, let's go enjoy uh let's go to go to a bar. Yeah, green spore house. Let's go. And we'll shout out to Green if we keep this going. Shout <laughs> we'll cut it all.
2: Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of
0: here.
1: podcast.